drove uh, to Kalamazoo, Michigan, and sat in uh, Jesse Phillips' house and uh, worked on a drawing of her portrait um, for her upcoming EP. And we talked about her growing up in Michigan, uh, moving to New York, uh, then California, some other stops in between Chicago for a minute or two, and her uh, various adventures in writing and music. We had, we had a good time, which will be obvious to any of you who listen. I had this hankering to watch Forrest Gump the Oof. other day. It's like, <laughs> I haven't watched it since I was like a child, oh. you know? Yeah. Uh, that's and then fun. like, what's it like as an adult? Well. This kind of is for children. It's like American history for children, you know? Yes, it's happy history. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's one of the most horrifying films ever made. <laughs> it's sort of a refrain on like the other podcast I do, the horror movie one with yeah. my friend Mallory. Like, my, my running joke is that, like, yeah. like, Forrest Gump is the most horrifying film ever made. <laughs> I got into a car accident while listening to the Forrest Gump soundtrack. Oh, boy. What's on the Forrest Gump soundtrack? The song was that one that's like, um, what was it? Uh, baby, 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 where did our love go? Oh, yeah, that's one of the... I think that's on there. I think that's what it was. One of the girl groups. Don't fact check me, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. I have a rig rigorous fact checking department <laughs> at, at this show that's going to call you out for all the factual mistakes that you uh, I just straight up rear ended someone when I was in college. Because you were singing along so hard, or, or what? I'm just a space case. I probably uh, shouldn't be allowed to operate a motor vehicle. And yet you do regularly. You regularly. I know. Drive I've driven in New York City, California. Hither and yon. <laughs> but it's, it's very, very easy to get. Uh, driver's license in this country way too easy well i failed my driver's test the first time you did i did yeah did you crash into somebody while listening? almost yeah no i wasn't listening to anything but i freaked out i had like a freak out and i was like turning left and i just turned left right in front of someone were you like a child like did you get your driver's license at like when you were like 16 or something yeah so i was 16 and i had to wait like six months and then i passed oh okay with the same Teach the same. Oh, really? The same so the, uh, the evaluator. The pressure was on, huh? Mm-hmm. Did did he? It was a he or a she? It was a he, and like he got in, and he was like, "So I've been told that you took this test before, but I don't remember you." Yeah. And then at the end, he was like, "Now I remember." He was like, "I did remember you. I just didn't want to make you nervous." And that's I'm nice. Really proud of you to pass. He was like that, really nice. That's nice of him. It was nice. That's nice. nice of him to do that. It was really nice to not make you be nervous. Yeah, because you get that kind of, kind of, it's like that white coat syndrome, you know, like people's blood pressure goes up when they go to the doctor. So it's oh, hard, really? It's hard to get, a, yeah, it's famously hard to get a, an accurate blood pressure reading in a doctor's office mm. because people are extra stressed because they're in a doctor's office. It's, it's called like white, white coat syndrome. I wish that, like, they checked things that were more important to me more regularly, you know? Yeah. They check this goddamn blood pressure, like, every time you do anything. And yeah. I'm like, my blood pressure is impeccable. Yeah. It was 10 years ago. It will be 10 years from now. You Why know, don't you check, like, if I have skin cancer every time I come yeah. in, you know? That's what I'm going to die from. <laughs> well, I just, you know, why do you even bother going since you already know? You've already diagnosed yourself. <laughs> 
You got you've written your death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you're gonna die from if you were to guess? If you had to guess. Suicide. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't say that. No, 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 it's 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 not like a depression thing. It's it's just that when I'm not when I get to a point infirm enough that I I can no longer do things that I need to do like make art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not want to be around. But how? I mean, you'd have to be pretty infirm to not be able to make any art. You uh, can still write. Uh, I'm. Uh, most mainly, most importantly, when my eyesight goes. If my eyesight oh, okay. goes, I'm not going to want to live. Really? Yeah. You couldn't just transfer all the energy into Absolutely writing? Absolutely not. No. no. Right, mm. Writing writing's a fucking hobby. <laughs> yeah. It's not a hobby, but it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, it's not nearly as important to me. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can't imagine living if I couldn't draw. Really? Yeah. I don't see any reason. I, I wouldn't. I mean, it would shock me, you know, if I could find a reason to live if I wasn't allowed to do this or wasn't able to do this. Yep. I'm assuming that I'll live much longer than my singing voice will last, you know? Cause oh, it just, really? It just, it ages, it's a muscle, it ages, you know? Well, yeah, like, uh, what's her face can't sing anymore? Linda uh, Ronstadt. Yes. Yeah, because she's got, part, like, a Parkinson's yeah. type thing. Yeah. But even if you look at, like, a normal person with, mm. without, a, without mm. that disease, mm. like Stevie mm. Nicks can't sing yeah. that well anymore either you know yeah <laughs> it's like you just in general there's very few people that are like 65 that sound like yeah. they did in their 35 yeah but the, yeah it's like drawing is not that way like you, yeah. you know it's it's not quite as dependent athletic on, it's not as athletic yeah. it's not uh dependent on muscles or whatever you know like those kinds of yeah organs um I would like to think I can maintain it, like yeah. with, but I don't really work on it, so. Exercise, I don't do exercises. You don't, you don't do exercises? Ooh. No. That's that's what your doctor should be shaming you for. Actually. It, yeah, why don't you, instead of checking my blood pressure, why don't you check, like, my vocal range and see how that's well, they, changed? Well, it's not even them that do it, it's just nurses that go and, yeah. you know, like, do the blood pressure and all the other. But like, it's like they do it even when I go to, like, the psychiatrist, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh weird. Well, no, I, I mean, in my case, the blood pressure thing is, is, is a, it should be checking because I've had blood pressure oh. and I, I have for a long time, you know, and I take medicine for it. Oh, okay. So they, they have so to. it actually does matter. Yes. For me, it does. Yeah. So you have a useful ailment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My ailment's awesome. My ailment's better than your ailment. <laughs> I win. <laughs> your ailment's more easily measured than like. Yeah. Depression or. Well, skin cancer should be easily what, detectable. What, what's the skin cancer thing? Like, why? Why? I'm yeah, just going to get skin cancer. Like, the, why? the dermatologist was like, it's not if, it's when oh, really? for you. Why? I'm why so pale. They t- oh, you should so- watch out, too. You're, re- you're like redheaded complexion. Yeah. I <laughs> you got to go in. But you don't really go in the sun that much. No, not, I th- you know, not. Well, you ride your bike around. Yes. No, I get sunburned every summer. Dude, you gotta go in. You gotta get it checked. Why? It's the silliest cancer to die from because they can just burn it right off you. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so, so when did like when did the music, the singing thing start? Was it a, from childhood? The singing? 
The singing problem you have? The singing addiction. <laughs> Speaking of conditions. Yeah. Medical conditions. <laughs> yeah, I like to sing as a kid a lot. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. I had a little microphone. My dad got me at a garage sale. Really? I would stand on like a horse bucket and sing into it. Wasn't that poetic? Was... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so this mi- microphone, what was it attached to? Nothing. It was just like... Oh, it was just a microphone? Yeah. Oh, it was... <laughs> Like, so it could have been a, a hairbrush. Exactly. <laughs> but it was, it was important like a real, to you that like, it was a real... old school one from like the 50s, you know. Mm. So it looked cool. It looked like the movies. It looked oh. like, you know, and I watched a lot of biopics. Oh, it was like one of those, out, like the big... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I shouldn't know what, know what they're called. called yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I watched a lot of biopics, like the Patsy Cline one and the uh, La Bamba. Those were like my two favorite movies as a kid, so the <laughs> so microphone was the same I'll, as the one from the, the movies. Har- <laughs> Happy-go-lucky, heartwarming ones. Huh? <laughs> Went really well for those two people. <laughs> Their <Right>? lives. <laughs> Both in plane crashes. That's what I That's mean. That's why, speaking of death, my dad, who's also a musician, always thought he would die in a plane crash. And so he never flew until a few years ago. Yeah. But he didn't. He didn't die in it. But yeah, I know that I started playing, but but I really came to it late as far as like really attempting to do it on any actual level. So when was that? Um, that you actually came to it? I guess I would say like after college I moved to New York to be a teacher mm. and I joined a band. Where did you go to college for undergraduate? I went college? to Michigan State. Where's Michigan State? East Lansing. Okay. It's a bit of a nondescript town. Yeah. What did you what did you study there? English and yeah. writing, creative writing, yeah. and journalism and theater. And then you moved to New York to be to teach. Yeah, I just like randomly. <clears throat> did you get a job or did yeah, you? Yeah, I got a job teaching seventh grade. Oh, oh, school. Oh, so you you got a teacher c- certificate or? Um. Well, I was a teaching fellow. Oh. So like, they just take promising young bright-eyed college students and like throw them into the classroom after a six-week training and then you're oh, like a really? full-time teacher without any certificate or anything really yeah crazy because yeah one of my brothers went back to school he had to get a degree yeah yeah to teach he's teaching i think third grade or fourth grade or something uh, he does he like it he's he's done it for a while yeah you know? yeah he probably does I wouldn't know. I didn't like it, but I, <laughs> no. did, I did join a band, so very late. So like 22, I didn't start, I started playing music. Because like did, writing was my main thing. Because you, you were writing yeah. before, yeah. But would you, I mean, were you like just singing on your to, to yourself or something? But yeah, I, was ri- I started writing songs maybe oh, during you, college. Oh, okay. Bad, bad, bad songs. What were you writing in college for writing? Fiction, writing? yeah. Fiction? And some journalism, too. Mm. Um, so and yeah. so at that point you th- you thought that that's what you were gonna do was just be a, a writer of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like, who was the mo- like, what kind of writer was the model? Uh, like well, orig- originally it was like work at a newspaper, oh. like Ernest Hemingway, or work at a magazine like Joan Didion, and then write your fiction or your novels, you know, your short stories or your novels on the side or whatever. Mm. And then it was like, journalism doesn't exist. No, never mind, let's do something else. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I don't think I wrote any good songs till I was like 30. Oh, like really? 28. So what was the first band? 
Um, and how did that happen? I like responded to a flyer on a telephone pole. Oh, nice. It was like That's 2003. Cla- That's classic. Mm-hmm. And what band was it? We called ourselves Bowl- The Bowling Green. The Bowling Green. And it was like indie pop. Yeah. What was the flyer for? For a singer? Just a singer. So they had like a whole band, but nobody wanted to sing kind of They deal. wanted a girl singer. Oh. They said they wanted someone who sounded like Jenny Lewis or, you know, you know who she is? That's what's her, uh, Rilo Rilo Kylie. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know her music, but. I think there's one, there's a very hot album cover she's got. Yep. In the blue kind of outfit, like, with her boobs out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm most aware of for Jenny Lewis. Sorry, Jenny. (laughs) Yeah, she's. Sorry for objectifying you, but like you put that out there. It's true. Um, she has a cool voice and some good yeah. songs, yeah. She's a talent. She's she's a talent yeah. for sure. So the flyer said Jenny Lewis type mm-hmm. or, or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna switch. I don't. I don't like this pencil thing. I should have just moved to Nashville when I was like 22, 18. Really? Yeah. I'm a country singer. Oh, to be to be where the the Hollywood of country music is basically. Yeah. yeah. But I think when I was 22, I still, I wasn't ready to admit that, probably. Oh, really? So this well, was like a indie pop band. Oh, so you thought that was like cooler yeah. than, the, yeah. Can I get, um, like a plastic cup of water uh-huh. uh, and, and like a paper towel? Yeah. It's for, it's for ink. Or just something I can wash out, doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be plastic cup, but just a cup of water in a cup that's not... Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Like room temp? Yeah. If you have a thermometer, you could... I I need to know the precise temperature. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, so you thought... I'll wait until you come back. Um... Like you thought, like at that point, as a twenty-two-year-old, like that being like a country singer was not a cool thing. That's not that was beneath you at that point. I don't think 20- I ever thought it. It was just like I don't know. I was living in New York City, so that's not a thing you did if you lived in New York City. Right. right. Oh, there is country music there, but yeah, yeah, of course. Um. Yeah. So I sang the songs that they had written. And then they started letting me write, letting me <laughs> write the lyrics. Even though you're a girl, you're yeah. allowed to. <laughs> started letting me play guitar. Oh, they did? Yeah. Um, and, and you'd learned to play guitar as a, as a kid? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Like what, from your dad or from... Yeah, or I got a guitar like when I was like 10. Like fooled around with it in high school. After the, the microphone or... After the fancy After. microphone that you sang into? <laughs> After, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the sun's coming out. Is that going to mess up your light? Okay. Got to roll can, with it. You got to handle it. Gotta, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, so much of this is, there's all these forces that you can't control. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Even down to, you know, people get, like, like beginner, like artist, like, like kids when they're artists or where they're even in art school, they get all upset when the model moves, you know? But, like, there's no model 
no matter how professional they can act, there's no such thing as actually holding still, you know? Right. So I'd rather just adjust and adjust to the, all the motion, you know? I'm doing a lot of motion. Yeah. Yeah, if you could, uh, one thing, if you could pick a spot, so, like somewhere to look at uh, okay. that you can return to, okay. you know, like just just pick, like, I don't know, something on the wall, it doesn't matter. Gotcha. Uh, so then, like, if I ask, you could you could find it again, you know? Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, try to look that way, but like like I said, there's just no way. Nobody actually sits still. <laughs> there's just no such thing. Um, so you'd been playing guitar, like, all that time? So you had your guitar, like, at college, and mm -hmm. then you took it to New York with you and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And how... how Far into the into the Bowling Green till they allowed you to contribute <laughs> anything other than your beautiful singing voice. Yeah, uh, not long, no. No. And then they started like giving me chords, and I would write the whole melody for the song. Mm. So it's kind of like a uh, training wheels for writing songs. Yeah. And how long did that last? The 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 old Bowling Green. Not long, maybe no. eight months. Oh, okay. To a year. What happened? With the Bowling Green. The drummer, like, was in a better band that was, like, getting better shows. And then I think they had a fight. They were, like, it was, like, a little, we were a little trio, you know. Oh, okay. Just a drummer and a bass player or a guitar? Another guitar? Um, bass player and then I played guitar, yeah. You played guitar, yeah. yeah. You were the guitar player. Yeah. And they had a fight? They had a fight. And I was really sad that we broke up. It was like, yeah, <laughs> it's really bummed. <laughs> mm -hmm. And were you? But that whole time you were teaching. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. How long did you teach for? I taught for two years and then I quit. Why did you quit? I was so bad at it. I was useless. Oh, you were bad at it. Totally. What age was it again that you were teaching? I taught. I started teaching seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had that's no not, classroom management skills. Oh. I was like 21 years old. Oh, know? it was just, it was, they were just <coughs> running wild on you or something? Completely, yeah. What kind of school was it? It was a school, a middle school in the South Bronx. It was uh -huh. named one of the most, it was named one of the 12 most dangerous schools in New York City. Really? It was the only middle school on the list. Wow. <laughs> By yeah, Mayor like, Bloomberg at the uh, time. Do you have, like, kids attack you physically? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Someone threatened to push me on the train, in yeah. front of the train, but they didn't. Um, I had someone, like, put his hand through a window. Yeah. Uh, a child? A seventh grader, yeah. yeah. Victor. I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably, like, 30 now. Yeah. More than 30, 30-something. 30 yeah. So you realize that that was not going to be for you? Right. Yeah. And what did you um, yeah. do after that? Then I, like, stayed in New York, and I waited tables at this, like, German beer garden place where I had to wear, like, a, like, lederhosen and, like, a little outfit. Do you have to wear a dirndl? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but... I think that's the, that's what it's called, that, that... The little that kind outfit? Of dress. Yeah, like the kind yeah. of St. Pauli girl kind of Exactly. Dress. It was the St. Pauli girl thing. I think it's called a dirndl. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't even teach us that. That's how authentic it was. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Where, where like was it? The owner just leered at us. It was like these two like 
douchebag brothers. So it's like Hooters, basically. It's <laughs> awful, yeah. Hooters, German, German flavor Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that for a couple of months. It was yeah. on the Upper East Side. Oh, okay. And then I like found a different teaching job and I taught again. At a different school? Mm-hmm, for one more year. Mm-hmm. Where were you living when you were in New York? I lived in Williamsburg, Brooklyn the first year. Um, and then I moved to, I moved every six months. Really? Yeah. Over a period of what, a couple years? Two, <laughs> three, three years. Three yeah. years, yeah. Three, three and some years, yeah. Why, why did you have to keep moving? I just kept finding better apartments or like better, better situations. It was always like roommate kind of situations? Or? Always, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I lived alone once. Oh, you did? On 152nd in Broadway. Is that the Bronx or is that? No, it was, is that, uh. Is that? Upper, it's like almost to Washington Heights, oh, kind of okay. between Harlem and Washington Heights. Yeah, okay. Um, I think it has a name now. Yeah. Like they give the real estate names. Yeah, know? yeah. Once <clears throat> once a thing gets hot, like a neighborhood gets yeah. gets hot, they change everything. Yeah. But there was a lot of crime in this particular neighborhood. Yeah. When I was living there. Um, there were drug dealers like that sat in my lobby all day and yeah. dealt and like sold the drugs. But they were actually, they didn't, yeah. they didn't, uh, they didn't cause any problems for me. Yeah. But, um, there was no, like, lock on the front door, uh -huh. <laughs> like, of the building. <laughs> People could just come and go. Yeah. But I could actually afford my own apartment. Yeah. So I got this. W when would yeah, this be? Uh, 2004. Oh, okay. Or five. Yeah. And then, so I was, like, a little bit, I was like, oh, I should probably... I was living alone, so I was a little, uh, I decided to get a dog. Mm -hmm. So I found one on the street in the Bronx and Ooh. just took it home. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it turned out to be the love of my life. So oh, yeah? Great dog. Great what dog. What was the name of that dog? Sylvia. Ah, Sylvia. Yeah, she was just like sitting outside the school I was teaching at. What kind of dog was she? She was like a, she looked sort of like a brown husky. She had like a curly tail, pointy face, mm -hmm. but like brown coloring. Huh. She's really cute. Everywhere we went, people were like, what kind of dog is that? Beautiful dog. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was just sitting outside the school where I was teaching. How old was she when, when you found her? About one. Oh, okay. She's full grown. Um, I just put her in a cab. She threw up in the cab. Mm -hmm. He was like, I just cleaned this. <laughs> Did she have, like, a collar or anything? She was, she was abandoned. I asked around the neighborhood, and they said that someone had just... Someone in the neighborhood had just thrown her out. Yeah. So she was just kind of wandering around. Yeah. Um, I just kicked her out of the streets. <laughs> My ex found her dog uh, in the parking lot of, uh, like, like, where there was a pet store. Really? Yeah. Someone just dropped it off? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I was just wandering around in the parking lot. Yeah. This one was just dropped off at the clinic in Mexico oh. on their doorstep. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. Sabina? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you found yeah. your dog and you were teaching, were you teaching in the Bronx still or mm -hmm. at a different school? Yeah, I taught in, at three different schools. Three different schools. In three years. And what, And none of them were any better? It was still the same shit? Or like you were not yeah. still not good at it? You right. didn't feel like you you didn't get better at it? No. Or, no? It no, just I kept wanting not... to be at like a more function, a slightly like less chaotic school, but... Yeah. But, you know, I could, you know, 
It was classroom by classroom. Some teachers could, and some teachers couldn't. Yeah. And I couldn't. I don't have that in me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like such a pushover, actually. Yeah. I'm not a pushover, but like, I mean, I'm pretty relaxed, you yeah. know? And like, the teachers who were successful, and I don't think this is good, yeah. were like, somewhat militant, you know? Yeah. You have to be a disciplinarian. And they were older. They were 22-year-old yeah. farm girls, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you felt like a... You were like a, a hick or a, I don't know, like a country bumpkin that showed up Kinda. in the big city. My first, was that the first city that you lived in, New York? Yeah, real, first real city, yeah, for sure. Because Lansing was not, that's not a big place, right? Yeah, and Michigan State's very, like, self-contained, so, like, you know, you kind of just yeah. live at the college, you know? college town. Yeah, yeah, it's college town. And you grew up around here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like... But I always wanted to move to New York. You did? Always, my whole life. What was the, because of the, because of the writers that you thought of, or like what that was That was certainly the... part of it. Even in college, all my stories were set in New York, you know? Oh, you set stories in New and York? And I'd like been once, you know? <laughs> what were, what were the characters in your stories doing in New York? Like, who were they? Were they writers, or? They're just like walking around being sad, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> <laughs> Except walk around uh... and be sad? Yeah. So they were like, what, like, they were like, whatever, Philip Roth characters or something? Or <laughs> Basically, like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my fiction writing teacher was like, have you been to New York? I was like, mm -hmm. once. No, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I went, I went for the first time when I was like 20. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to move here as soon as I graduate. And I did. What was, what would you say is, was your first, like, exposure introduction to New York was it like a movie or a book that's yeah I don't know I think there's I think as a midwesterner you if you grow up in a small town you either think of like the west or New York that you want to oh. get out that you want to get out you know oh you just know you, so you like, need to get out of the midwest right like the mid midwest is bad you got to like get out you got to try something you got to get out it's like a dead end it's the flyover states flyover country yeah so you're either <laughs> <laughs> and I just was so, so much more driven to, like, the East Coast. Than like, yeah. Which is ironic, because then I lived in California for 10 years. <laughs> and I love it. But oh, as oh. a college student, you know, I was like... You were, you, it was all about New York. I want a real city, yeah. Yeah. So as soon as you graduated, you went to New York? Yeah, my friend, like, drove me. We put, like, my futon on top of her station wagon. She, like, drove me to New York. Yeah? Nice. <laughs> I had no money. Literally, people say that, but I mean yeah. literally no money. Yeah. I lived on credit cards. That's how I moved that <laughs> way back to Chicago. Yeah. After what? After my first go around being a cab driver in Boston. After I moved back. Mm. Yeah, I, I was so unhappy there that I just I had a place to live because my uh, art school classmate Frank needed a roommate, but I had no job. I'd yeah. Practically no savings. I rented a U-Haul van, which was actually expensive. Like they, it was more expensive than a truck, but I didn't have that much stuff, so I rented a van and mm. moved to Chicago. And then, pretty soon after, got a job in an art supply store at Pearl. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just needed to get the fuck out. You know, <laughs> I just knew that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit Sometimes sad because I don't do know that. if someone. I guess people, but, maybe people figure it out, but I think it would be much harder for me to move there now, you know?
To New York? Yeah, it's so much more expensive. Uh, it, was, it was already expensive when you moved there. Yeah, I, I mean, paid six thirty for a room. So I don't know what with inflation what that would be, mm, but yeah, um, that's pretty cheap. You know, I mean, it was a shithole, but I know. I remember I briefly dated this chick who was living in Williamsburg in nineteen ninety seven, mm. and that was right when it was turning into what it became. Yeah, but I, I walked around and it was like. And at that point, I was living, I was back in Chicago living in Wicker Park. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I could see it turning. You, this is going to be Wicker Park in a, in a year, a couple of years ago. And that's a couple of years in. Yeah. And that's what happened. You know, I could see all the same kind of coffee shops, the same kind of bookstores, the same kind of people. Like, it's like they, yeah. they made them somewhere, manufactured these people, these artsy people, you know, to, to move yeah. there to, to make it safe for what would happen. Just classic gentrification, you know. For me, though, this is so embarrassing, but I like I I remember thinking like, this neighborhood. <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I remember thinking like, this neighborhood's made for me. I like every like, it's oh, all hipsters. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Williamsburg, sure, yeah. And like in two thousand three, it wasn't corporatized in the same way. But two thousand three was pretty yeah. far along. Yeah, like it was full on into. Oh, it was full on in. I mean, yeah. the laundromat had a like beer. You know, you could buy. Yeah, beer, yeah, you know, of so. course. It was full on hipster, but it was still like yeah. it wasn't condos yet. Yeah, her um, uh, that that chicks, she was she was staying in some kind of loft type building, and uh, right outside of it was where that Brooklyn Lager was their brewery oh, or yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> but after being in like a kind of fratty college town, mm. where yeah. where there weren't like. That's not you the know, mo- that's not the most embarrassing thing in the world you could have said. It's semi embarrassing <laughs> yeah. to be like, you know everyone thinks that their time in a city was the best time, right? So it's like I guess. You know, I'm always like, My time in New York was the last good time uh, the last yeah. cool time that I, you I, could be there. I think New York peaked sometime in the mid eight like it ended sometime in the mid eighties, like <laughs> before I got there. Like anything yeah. actually cool that happened in New York when it was actually a center of culture. I think it ended in the 80s. Yeah. It was really the 70s when it was grubby and shitty. Yeah. And there was actual artists living there, but I think it ended. I got there, so my first semester of art school, I went to Parsons mm. in the fall of 1989, and uh, I definitely did not feel like, I felt like I'd missed, missed the boat. Yeah. You know, in 1989. Mm. Uh so, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I definitely didn't feel like I made it. That's a common theme, yeah. But, but yeah. But then I lived, then I moved to Manhattan. Yeah. It was a formative time. I mean, when I think about those three years, I packed, I packed so much into that. Of course. Yeah. I, I was working, I was partying a ton. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing music. I was going to graduate school. Oh, you were going to graduate school? Yeah, I just had, like, endless energy, you know? Where were you going to graduate school to? I went to Lehman College for teaching. Because, like, part of my program was you taught and you went to graduate school for teaching, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, But it was kind of cool because my... I got to take half of the classes... Half of the classes were English, Uh not teaching. So it was just, like, lit classes. Oh, I see. Um, So I took, like, a... And some creative writing, too, actually. Hmm. Um, so that was, it was actually great. It's a really cool school, actually. Yeah. All those CUNY schools are great. Hmm. 
Where where was that Lehman School? It's way at the top of the Bronx. It's oh, like, okay. Yeah. It's where Billy Collins taught for like 40 years. Uh, <laughs> he was my teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so then what, so how long, and then you had like, you said three or four teaching jobs? Mm-hmm. And you, uh, so what, how, how did that end, all that, that era end? I came back here and got my MFA to Kalamazoo. Uh, oh, yeah. That's because you decided you weren't going to teach. You weren't going to be a teacher, or like why? Did I, you... I never thought I was going to be a teacher. Oh, you did. Okay. Like most people who do that program, it's like a. You thought it was just a, like, a, a, a job thing. to have. Yeah. While which you is... were writing the the great American novel. Right, which is yeah. really shitty because it takes you like seven years to get to be a good teacher. You know, mm-hmm. and the average <laughs> retention is like much less than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, when I came back here, and I still taught here, I taught at the college. Oh, you did? So I taught comp, you know, at the college. Oh, so you sort of, like, transferred, or like, the it was a different degree than the one you were going for at the Lehman? Yeah, that was, like, ed. Oh, English I see. Ed. So it was so a this totally was different creative writing, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and that was a, and I, for the first, like, six months I lived here, mm-hmm. I was, like, I think I had, like, reverse culture shock, kind of, you know? Oh, I felt really? like a real hot shot living in New York. Oh, yeah. I felt real cool. <laughs> and I was like 20, whatever, what was I? How old were you at that point? 26. So I was just like, I'm wasting my 20s in this tiny town. How did you choose that place? Here? Yeah. They gave me full funding, yeah. yeah. That's that's a good that's a good reason. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't intend to come back to Michigan. Did you apply to other places? Mm-hmm. or Yeah. Where, where were you hoping to go? Was New York. Some, oh. Stay in New York. Yeah. Oh, and you just Which would have get... been a nightmare. I couldn't have afforded it. I would have had to yeah. work all the time, you know? Yeah. It's so cheap to live here. It was great to do grad school here. <clears throat> and it was a... After I got over that, I made, like, some of the best friends of my life. I had like, a yeah. great experience. It was so... Uh, it was another really, like, packed... Time. I got a lot of work done, a lot of writing done. That's when I started playing music more. Yeah. Um, Did you have any other bands in in New York after that first one broke up? Yeah, I had this little duo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where I just sang with with, uh, Dan, this good Dan. I sang his songs. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We played out a little bit. Um, Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I didn't play guitar at all, I don't think. How long did that last? Maybe another year or so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I came back here. And you got to play music here while while you were in school and stuff? Yeah, I started a little country band here. Yeah. So it was always country bands? No. No. No, this was the first one. This Oh, this was the first country band. Yeah, because I started like getting into... Started getting deeper into like Graham Parsons and uh, Emmy Lou Harris and like uh, the kind of country I that the, resonated a little more. The sweetheart of the rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we played a few shows, and then I just started playing on my own a little bit here. Yeah. And writing more of my own songs, and then after. 
After graduation, I moved to the Grand Canyon for six months. What? Yeah, did I never tell you this? No. I've gotten, like, many journalism pieces out of it. No, so tell me about that. Yeah, so my friend Sindri, who I was my roommate in Brooklyn, I found her on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still friends, love her. Um, she moved from Brooklyn to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. She was going to FIT, quit, and moved to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And what was, yeah, what was, the, what was her thinking there? She had a, some friends who worked there uh. and had visited a bunch and just, uh, it's a pretty magical place, yeah. Yeah. It's these cute little, like, stone cabins at the bottom of the Grand Canyon and <clears throat> very wild Bacchanalian atmosphere. Yeah. Do you, have... you know, a lot of fun, part, yeah. fun, fun, fun partying, <laughs> um, hiking, being out in this beautiful place. Mm. And all of your needs are taken care of, your food, you know. Well, because like, you're working in the, mm-hmm. the thing, it's like a resort type of job? Yeah, or, yeah. it was like 14 employees. Uh-huh. Well, what were your duties as a... You do every job, so I was like dishwasher, uh-huh. kitchen prep, maid. Yeah. Um, and it takes like months to even learn the jobs. Like, really? That sounds simple, but like everything is yeah. done a certain way, yeah. you know. Was it a fancy place or? It's not fancy, but it's very popular. Yeah. It's very cool. It's, you know, it's kind of historic and cool. Oh, okay. It's where people go on the mule rides. That's where they stay. I think. So mules go in and out each day. Yeah, I th- I think my 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 family like when I was a kid still we took like you know the requisite trip to Grand Canyon. Yeah. I think we went to, on the mules, or I think we walked. Did you go to the bottom? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Did yeah. you stay? You don't remember? Yeah, it's seven miles down. Yeah, I mean, like, but yeah, my family, especially my dad, were very, very big hikers. Oh, okay. Yeah, really into hiking. I wasn't, but he was. As soon as, as soon as I was able to have a say in it, that all stopped. <laughs> I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't slept in a tent in, I, I don't know. 35 years probably <laughs> I mean literally, literally like I mean I it's totally baffling to me like humans invented houses with roofs and then you go out and pretend like you're, you're a fucking wild animal I, I do not understand that in the least in the least <laughs> it's just like that's a totally like that's some kind of psychosis to me like <laughs> we did like we made this shit why not use it like this is a good invention you know, bricks and roofs and insulation. Uh, yeah. Like because nature is trying to kill us always. Like and we're Yeah. We're defenseless, hairless apes except for these tools and the the <laughs> shit that we made, you know, to protect us against the world that wants to kill us. And mm. rightfully so, it probably should, but like as long as I'm here, like yeah, the the whole yeah, nature mm. like whatever, like this like pretending to like be some kind of like primitive person. I don't know. Like it's very, very big in like Russian culture. So like, mm. that, like this kind of communing in nature. So when you started talking recently about like cross country skiing, there's like a whole range of associations. With <laughs> you know, that's a really big Russian thing to do. Yeah. The, the cross country skiing, which is your new, your new love. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so how long were you in the, in the Grand Canyon? I committed to a year, and I only made it six months. How come? What cut it short? Um, 
Did you party up? Did you do your over party? <laughs> it was hard for me to live. Okay, so for one thing, I had to like share a room with two other girls. Uh huh. I couldn't handle that. Why? I just you went from like I went from like teaching college and uh-huh. having my own apartment. Mm-hmm. And to like being a maid, and it, I had like a real identity crisis. Oh. And I thought that's what I wanted. I thought I'm gonna get so much writing done if I have this job. Right, you're gonna that, like that, you ex- know. Experience you go go out there and experience shit. But I didn't get anything. I didn't get any writing done. Oh, you didn't? No. How come? I didn't have any pride. I need. I need my own room. You know. Oh, okay. To get writing done. So I got an internship <laughs> at Sierra Magazine in San Francisco, and I moved to California. Oh, and that's how you ended up in California. Yep. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what year are we up to now? <laughs> Let's see. Two thousand nine okay. or ten. Two thousand nine or ten. Yeah, ten maybe. Mm. Yeah, I was 30. I was like 29, mm-hmm. 28, 29. And I moved, I couldn't afford to live in San Francisco, so I moved to Oakland. Mm-hmm. And that was like the next big chapter of my life. I lived there for 10 years. Right. And you deep, had... deep, deep effect on me, deep friendships. Yeah. And that's where I started really playing music. You yeah. Know? Started a band. Mm-hmm. Got a different one. <laughs> Started a band, yeah. made a different one, made a record with my new one. Yeah. Um, made another one with my new one with my. I found my musical partner, <laughs> Hank. Right. He saw me playing with the first band. Uh huh. What was the first band called? I think then I was going by my own name. Oh, you were. Yeah. And then I called it Yearling. Yearling. Yeah. So I thought it was kind since of when tea, it, you know? it, it was it was all it was all horse horse metaphor horse references ever since. I guess so. Yeah. Um. There was a band yeah. in Boston. I remember when I moved back. Uh, my disastrous move back to Boston after undergrad. There's a band called Pinto. I think <laughs> some indie rock band. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> Except then you think of the Ford Pinto. Yeah. Or the Pinto Bean. Yeah. No, but their 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 logo is definitely like a it was a horse, oh, you know, okay. like so I think they were trying to battle against the, the shitty car. The, the car that would blow famously blow up. Right. Well I think the uh the car's logo was a horse too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well I mean it's named that yeah. yeah. Kind of like like a Mustang. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And Oakland still is like a spiritual home for sure. So Hank saw you playing yeah. out when you were going before you got into all the, the horse bands, mm-hmm. uh, and he he said, was playing with someone else, and uh-huh. my boyfriend at the time had like a big, like little mini festival in his backyard because you could do that in Oakland then. Uh, you could just have like twelve bands play in your backyard, and yeah. no one gave a shit. Is this the boyfriend that would like? Join Black Crows or, or like no. no, that was a different boyfriend. <clears throat> Although I met him then, I met oh, him then. That one, oh, okay. Uh, we were friends already then. I saw him play that at that okay. festival. He's, so, I have a poster and he's. It's oh yeah. Me, him, <laughs> all these cool people that I'm still friends with. It's so funny, like 2009 or something. What poster? <laughs> this poster of this little festival. Oh, that you're like showing my friends oh. back. My oh, guy I, I was dating's backyard. Yeah. And was he a musician too? Mm-hmm. The, he was the, playing the guitar in my oh. in my band oh. or bass, I think. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. But Hank was playing there with 
Emily Jane White, who he was playing with, and saw me play, and then we started playing together, and then we kind of formed a new thing. Mm -hmm. And what was that called? Eight Bells. That was Eight Bells. That's Eight Bells. So that's up to modern times now, yeah. So when did when did uh, Eight Bells form? Two thousand, yeah, around two thousand ten. We put out the first record two thousand twelve. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are all. All but one was my song, my songs. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> one was uh, a different ex-boyfriend's song. Yeah. <laughs> that I really liked that I recorded. What's this? Uh... And we're recording one of his on our new record too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then, that was that. That's the, like... The long road of broken that's hearts. That's ten years left, of living in Oakland. You've left in your wake. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. Who were my main relationships there? I mean, Joel was the main one. Which one is Joel? The one that was, the, the, yeah, the, the musician, the, yeah. The Black Crows guy? <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't want to call him that. <laughs> That's all I know about him. Okay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. He's either. not playing with them anymore. Okay. Yeah, but, um, no, he's good, a good wonderful musician in his yeah. own right. <laughs> Much better than any of the Black Crows. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he played on he played a lot on our second record oh he did okay he's on every song mm. singing or playing keys of some sort yeah yeah um and then we're putting out a third one this year hopefully yeah um that we've been recording like since 2017 yeah Little by yeah, because you've gone yeah. back. You've gone back there a few times. I go, I go back a bunch. Yeah. yeah, I went four times last year. You did. Yeah. It is it to, mostly around recording this thing, or or. or I always do that for a day or two, but then uh, I've done some writing things, and then just seeing friends, house sitting. You can always get a house sitting gig. Oh, oh, there. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> getting out of win, getting out of winter. Oh yeah. But. It's a. Uh, every time I go back, it becomes less home, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, so it's like yeah, whatever. It changes the, it. The memories like you have. It, yeah, it starts to fade. All your all your places start to disappear. But this stuff. place, you know. What? Kalamazoo. It, what? It, what about it? It's changed much less than oh, New oh. York or Oakland, you know. Oh yeah. It's gentrifying a little bit, but nothing like that, you know. Mm. It's starting to get some condos and some dorky stuff like that, but... Yeah. In general, of course things have changed, but it doesn't feel like... You know, when I moved back, it always felt like home. I came back a lot. I came back here a lot. Every summer, for the whole time I lived in California, I came back for almost a month or more. But yeah, and also you're you're from here. Yeah. So yeah. That's it's kind of a different thing. Than, That's true. Uh, so, but I think my friends who grew up in Oakland don't. It doesn't. They feel extra. You know, like it's not their home anymore because it's not. My friend you know, Ben, who has lived, I knew from Boston from when I was in high school. Uh, he's older, but he moved to San Francisco in the early '90s. 
and he's still out there and just bitches nonstop <laughs> about the, the the tech horror, you know the yeah techification and I mean I know Oakland got a lot more expensive because of all that stuff because it just became a suburb of San Francisco because just no, in the last five years like yeah. it really kind of. Well, and then, yeah, my, my ex-wife lives out there, and she, I mean, she's a computer programmer. Right. That's why she, she works at some, I think, where the fuck did she, she was working for the the University of California system. Oh, okay. But now I think she works at some Jesuit place, some other college, mm. like doing database programming. That's her thing. Uh, yeah. But that's. Those are the only kind of people that can afford to live in that place, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've, I I, was fine. Yeah. I made it work. Yeah. Uh, I worked, you know, I, I was just an, a high school teacher and then an adjunct professor. I made it work. Yeah. I didn't feel... I, oh, felt, so, I felt okay there financially, to be honest. Oh, so you, you kept teaching uh, when you went out there. Uh-huh. For how for how long? Uh, well, I did the internship, I mean, the, the, and then I just like the kind kid. of panicked. I did this internship, trying to switch over to doing journalism full time or media full time. Where was the internship? At what, Sierra. What? That's at Sierra oh. magazine. It's oh, like, that yeah. You said yeah. that's what got you first got you out there, right? Yeah. And then I just randomly fell into another teaching job. Oh. And I. What turned. do you mean randomly? You woke up one day and you're in front of a classroom of children. Basically. A friend applied, didn't get it, and she was like, or, yeah, she did. She was like, I think you'd be a good fit for this. And I, like, emailed them and got it. Uh-huh. I wasn't intending to teach. Well, yeah. But I wanted a real, I just panicked about not having a real job, you know. Oh, really? I panicked. And it was a really cool job. It was? So I don't regret it, but. How old were, wait, how old were the? That was teaching high school in high Palo school. Alto, yeah. And that was a good job? It was a really cool job, Like, that was better than the stuff you did in the Bronx? Oh, yeah. Do you think some of it was just because you'd had more experience, or...? No, it was a functional environment, you know? Oh, yeah. My largest class size was 15. Yeah. My... (laughs) Most of my classes were, like, 10 or 12. Well, that's a... Palo Alto's a a little more (laughs) financially stable than... It was a private school. ...than the Bronx, (laughs) at least at that point. (laughs) Which I felt like a bit of a traitor... As a public yeah. school, you know, I've never gone to a private school huh. for any yeah. of my degrees or anything. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't think I would send. I don't have children, but I don't know where I would send them. You, Whatever, you, but your, your, your future <laughs> imaginary future children. I won't send my dog to private school. So I, sorry, Sabina. All your dreams are dashed. <laughs> she's right now dreaming of those fancy. Yeah, some some like all girls school where they dress in yeah uniforms or something. <laughs> but no, at the private school, it wasn't like particularly fancy or anything. But it was yeah. just like functional. You know, I could be like, "Hey, I want to order this book for the students," uh-huh. and I could get the book. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I could, they would just order it, and I would have it. Yeah. <laughs> I could make copies. Uh huh. For my students. Yeah. To have the work I was trying to give them. There was a copy machine that worked, you know, just like right. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in the I Bronx, we had to give our copies a week ahead of time. Oh, really? Yeah. To like this yeah. big, yeah. <laughs> like these mean ladies in the basement. Oh, yeah. So often I would, when I was teaching there, 
since I was unprepared and always doing everything last minute, I would just pay for my students' copies at Kinko's. Oh, yeah. If I needed to, like, give a quiz or something. Huh. <laughs> I was, like, making, like, $38,000 a year, uh, like, making my own students' copies, you know? But anyway, so, yeah, the private school. It was a good job. And how great, long... Great people. How long did you do that? For four years. And then I started doing more... I wanted to do more journalism, more writing, mm -hmm. and more music, so... That's why you gave, That's why you left? Yeah, I'm just not cut out for, like, a... Ideally... Although I was... I mean, I, I got a lot of writing and music done while I was there, but... I'm just... Not cut out to get up at 7 every day and go to the same place, you know? Oh, yeah. It was also a hellish commute from Oakland to Palo Alto. Yeah, that's that's not that close, right? It's I mean, 30 miles, but yeah, 30 but something through, miles, but like through, through some horrendous traffic, right? Horrendous, yeah, horrendous. So yeah. So you have to cross a body of water. Yeah, yeah. Like the Dumbarton Bridge. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I so I started teaching in community college, and I was a highway flyer, flying all over the bay, teaching at different colleges. Oh yeah. <laughs> Working my ass off. And that's why you you were started to teach writing or, or yeah, or, I was teaching comp like first comp. year writing yeah. So that that's like seventeen and eighteen year olds or. Well, it's community college, oh, so it's, so it's so a variety. Yeah, it's people, always a variety. People going back to school and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't any less work than teaching high school. It was probably uh, more work to be honest, but it was like more on my own schedule, yeah. so I could do more journalism and writing yeah. and stuff. So it did work out. Hey buddy, <laughs> <laughs> you waking up? <laughs> so hard. Uh, Doesn't you look like a Yoda kind of? <laughs> <laughs> She's got such a hard job. I know. It, it's tough. It's so tough. It's tough to sleep all day. You have, to, you have to work at it. She animates so beautifully when you take her for a walk. Yeah. It's like. She just animates when you want her to. She doesn't bug you the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeps when I want her to sleep. Yeah. Walks when I want her to walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and how long? How long did you have? Uh, what's her? Sylvia. Oh yeah, twelve years. Twelve years. Oh. Yeah, I moved her everywhere. So she made it to California. So yeah, oh, yeah, she yeah, did. yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, she died two thousand seventeen. Oh okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand seventeen. So I had her for 12 years, yeah. Mm. She lived in New York, Kalamazoo, not the Grand Canyon, but California. Oh, what happened Grand Canyon? Did she stay with, like, with your mom? With my mom. That's another reason I left that job. I couldn't be without my dog. Oh. It was too sad. And, yeah, there's just, that, she wasn't allowed to be there. Right. You can't like a national have a park, dog in yeah. A, in a, yeah. Yeah. So I moved her to Oakland. She loved it. Yeah. Yeah, so those. much good hiking and camping and the beach and <laughs> walking around Oakland. Yeah. We would go jogging through the hood. Yeah. <laughs> My friends would drive by. They they told me they'd like drive by and see me out there jogging mm -hmm. through the streets <laughs> with my street dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, like, I always tried to see Oakland through her eyes, because, like, Oakland at the time especially was, like, pretty 
It was like pretty, felt like pretty grimy. Yeah. You know? It was like a lot of trash everywhere. There's like no trees. Mm. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, you can't go anywhere without like walking under a highway overpass. You mm. know? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's pretty industrial. But I tried to see it, but the dog doesn't care. To her, it's all terrain, yeah. you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like the garbage is just like, other shit to look at, you know. Oh, so you try to see it the way that the dog might. Yeah, it's just terrain, just like yeah. natural terrain. Did you ever feel like in danger? Um, I was pretty cautious, you know. Like oh, that's good. Even when I go back, my f- I'll be like, we're walk, we're gonna walk ten blocks to the bar, and people yeah. are like, yeah, no, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> we don't walk. <laughs> um. I would never walk anywhere at night. I would always yeah. ride my bike and ride it like in the middle of the street. Ah, okay. But nothing ever happened. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I've been... Well, I'm people got... A lot of friends got mugged pretty yeah. often. Mm-hmm. Even in the middle of the day, my friend like mm-hmm. was walking to the train with his guitar and amp and got it ripped off. Mm. Or my friend was like sitting on her porch and like on her laptop and someone just like walked up and took it mm. <laughs> or my friend was like at a coffee shop and his bike was like against the table you know oh yeah and someone just like went up and got on it and rode away <laughs> stuff like that easy come easy go yeah <laughs> <laughs> and my yeah 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 stuff like that we had a break in once yeah. Oh, twice, twice, yeah. In Oakland? Yeah. How many places did you live when you were in Oakland, in the in the Bay Area? There I moved about once a year until the last place where I lived for a few, yeah. I'm a mover. I'm a mover. mover Besides, a... not anymore, but mover. I was. Yeah, now that you're a homeowner. I was a professional mover. I moved, yeah, so in, yeah. in California I moved once a year. Until the last, until it got too expensive, and then yeah. I had to stay put because I had like cheap rent. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a professional mover. I'm very good at it. Yeah. I don't. I never like kept a lot of stuff, you know. I don't like mind losing shit. Traveling, <laughs> like a like a troubadour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, every summer I would like pack up my car sublease my place and like yeah. put my stuff in storage and then yeah. when I came back I'd have to live somewhere else so in all how how <laughs> long did you spend in in uh, California 10 years 10 about, years yeah yeah and what what was the uh the thinking about like leaving there was it just like a time because of, like relationships ending and stuff kind of deal or no I don't know I mean I need a better answer because I've been yeah. asked this so much since I left I don't really know what the answer is just seemed like you just knew, like you just had a feeling it was t- like it was time. Like yeah, it's like what's the end? There. What's yeah. what's the plan with oh. this place? You know, it's getting it's on fire. It's so expensive. It's California, so crowded. Yeah. yeah, it's like like you were feeling like it was kind of diminishing returns for you. Yeah, and it's like okay, am I gonna like really invest more energy in in making much more money so that I can live here as an adult, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know. Oh, like you were th- thinking, like, you'd have to, like, buy a place or something, or if you were going to stay, or... I don't know if I should have left. Oh. 
You know? I don't oh, know. Oh, you, you think sometimes that you shouldn't have? Right. How I've come? almost gone back many times. Really? Yeah. How come? I love it. I miss it. You do? Yeah. Hmm. It's the best. What do you miss about it? The light. I mean, like, <laughs> the plants. Oh, just yeah. like taking, going for a walk and just like succulents the size of your car, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, how much natural beauty you can drive to so quickly. Mm. Well, through traffic, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but while choking on fumes for yeah. hundreds of miles. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, What's that? California, it's great. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's its own thing. Special place. It's like its own country. It took me a long. It took me a while to like it, though. I didn't, oh, really? I didn't immediately like it. What What kept you staying there? Just the jobs and the music, or like, mm-hmm. yeah. But and what didn't you like about it? Like when you did, you weren't liking it. What was the thing that wasn't what you, that you didn't like? Um, I was like, it's not a real city. Like living in New York, you know. I mean, the the train shuts down at midnight, and like. Hardly goes anywhere. Seems like most places in California, I mean, maybe aside from just San Francisco proper, you have to it's fucking drive. You, you have to yeah. drive everywhere. Yeah. That's that's what that's what keeps mm-hmm. me from California. Even not that I ever seriously considered California, but that's right. that's a huge. Uh, uh, what's it called? Deterrent. Uh, yeah. Or. Maker. Uh, there's a there's a phrase that I'm just. Uh, yeah, like like you say in a relationship, like where that that's a thing that deal breaker. Deal breaker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a big it's a big deal breaker that you could yeah. walk or or bike places. You know, yeah. especially Although, like a place like Los yeah. Angeles is like, right. Right. I mean, you really have to fucking work hard not to have a car in Los Angeles. Those it's are impossible, the we- yeah. those are the real weirdos. Yeah. yeah. Oakland, you can bike everywhere. Mm-hmm year-round yeah it's like doesn't get below 40 you know yeah um so i did bike for transportation a ton yeah for so like socially i always biked everywhere um biking around there is so fun yeah (laughs) yeah so fun Hmm. but it doesn't have the city uh you know nightlife i mean like you're often you're alone on the street a lot (laughs) or you know you're Mm -hmm. Whereas in New York City, you feel so much more safe because there's always people out. Yeah. Oakland, it's like pretty desolate in most parts, you know? Yeah, I haven't spent much time in Oakland. My my ex-wife, Deborah, before she moved to San Francisco proper, lived in Emeryville. Oh, yeah, that's basically Oakland. But, yeah, it's like Emeryville is like this non-space between right. Oakland and uh, Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. like this. It's like a mall. It's like a fake city. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, yeah. It's just the, it's the first place she moved after yeah. she got her... I think she got her job at uh, UC, like, their offices were, like, in Oakland, I think, where she mm, worked. Yeah. And that was just the place she found. But, uh... Yeah. Did some, a little bit of walking around there, and, yeah, it seemed like a kind of a non-place. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a non-place. Until you get to, to Berkeley or to, mm-hmm. like, downtown Oakland. Like, but even Oakland or Berkeley doesn't have, like, a centralized... Yeah. It's there's like six different little little yeah. kind of streets that feel centralized, you know. Yeah, like her office Especially was ten years ago. near that fancy old Fox Theater, you know that? Oh yeah. Yeah, that theater. Is it the Fox? Yeah, or? the Fox. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like fancy big sign. Yeah. So her off the office for the where she was working was around the corner from oh, that. Okay. So I kind of walked around there a bit one time I was visiting. Yeah, I mean that's downtown, but downtown yeah. in two thousand ten was desolate after seven PM, you know? Yeah. So I was like so I felt like resentful kind of like it isn't a real city, but it's still so expensive. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. It's <laughs> there are no trees. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, but then I just uh, the latter half of living there, I like really. Uh, I fell in love with it much more. Because you'd found a place like in the in the music scene and stuff for yourself, or was it? Yeah, well, that yeah. and just like. I don't know. I just accepted it for what it was, I guess. Hmm. Um, there's just, like, a lot of great people there. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Self-made fun, you know? Self-made fun? You know, just, like, uh, it's similar to here, where it's, like, a lot of hanging at people's houses... Backyard uh, fires. It's not like New York where you never see someone's house. <laughs> you never see someone's apartment. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's their like, their apartment is a shoebox. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless they're they're seriously moneyed. Yeah. They will, li- or they will live with ten people or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a great it's a great place. Mm. It's, and so then, when you decided you were done with California. Was Chicago the next stop? Mm-hmm. But it, none of it felt permanent. It was like, I'm going to try... Uh-huh. I'm going to try this. But I didn't... I wasn't, like, fully committed to being gone. Yeah. To being gone. I've always had one foot out the door. Even when the whole time I was, the whole time I was living in California, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm leaving next year. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Every what year. Think, I mean, I'm sure you've thought of it. What, what do you think that's about? Oh, I just like... like You're uh, just a... You're just a uh, and fancy yeah. free traveling fool. <laughs> always, thinking, always thinking there's, this isn't where I'm meant to be. There's something oh. better happening oh. somewhere else. Oh, like, so you're sort of like you've got yeah. this future kind of like around the corner is this other great thing that's going to happen. But I've really, I've really worked on, I've worked on it. Yeah. Oh, you think it's, it's it, not yeah. a good thing? No, no. Why? What's wrong with it? Because all those years I wasted not loving and appreciating the cool things about Oakland that aren't there anymore, you know? Uh-huh. I should have... I wish I'd appreciated them a little more. So you feel like the times you weren't appreciating it is because it like wasn't New York enough or something? It wasn't... What, what, what were you not seeing? That, what I think were you I have... There? Well, okay. So, I mean, I think part of it's like... I don't know if you feel this way. Do you do you feel like always an out, a bit of an outsider? Oh, always, yeah. Right. No, but that's a. I think that's. I think it's inside. But mm-hmm. also, I mean, for me, part of it is immigration. Mm. The immigration thing, like, is as like I had my context. You know, like everything, the floor ripped out from under me when I was seven. You know. Yeah. So, but that's. I mean, what that did to me was like I hate traveling. Because of it, yeah. Like, because it feels like I'm being deported, like I'm being like sent away or punished. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. I'm the only one in my family that it's affected that way. They all love fucking traveling. <laughs> they go all the time, and like for me, it's like pulling teeth. Like, yeah. Like for me, traveling is like a bike ride. You know, like yeah. I want to like not be, like I my, 
my plan is to stay in Chicago forever until yeah. I die. You know, I mean, I told I told my current landlords that they, you know, the time comes they could just dig a hole in the backyard, and you know, <laughs> I don't even want to move apartments again <laughs> <laughs> if I can get away with it. Um, yeah, I, uh... So you were saying about feeling like an outsider. Yeah, I didn't appreciate the people enough, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, like, well, I just have a part, I have a hard time being a part of a group or a part of a community. Uh Uh-huh. I'm, like, more of an observer or I feel different than everyone or... But that's... But I'm getting over that. Oh, like now you don't feel as much that way? I don't care. I know that I don't have to fit in to be part of the group, you know? Oh, like you're not seeing it as a as big of a problem, like a depth flaw or deficit or whatever. It's also no. desperation and realizing that I'm not going to have a family, a uh-huh. nu- any nuclear... Uh-huh. I'm not going to have a husband and kids, so like community is it. Yeah. So like I have to... <laughs> and I do put a lot of time into like socializing, socializing and building community. Yeah. And if I, and I have found a lot of community here. Yeah. Um, and I had it in Oakland. I didn't, I had it in Oakland. I did. I, I had a lot of friends and I, I put on shows and yeah, I had, you know, I was, but I could have been even, I could have like really appreciated them a little bit more. Uh-huh. But don't you think, I mean, some, I don't know. There's different kind of creative people, artists, whatever you want to call them, but don't you think you need some level of distance? Mm. Like that outsider thing? Totally. Like it's sort it's works super well for me. Yeah. As far as getting shit done. You know? Right. It's not a quite it's not as good in you know, social situation or forming relationships. There <laughs> there it's like more of a drawback. But as far as getting shit done, it's great because if you don't if you have a distance from whatever, yeah, uh, whatever experience you have, then you can look at it like not maybe not objectively, but you have that distance, that critical distance. Well, like, I think I was judging people too much and judging the situation too much instead like, of just oh, accepting like, it. Oh, tell me about that. What like what? Like, um, you know, like they weren't uh, like in Oakland, like they weren't cool. like in New York. Why oh. I, I would judge my boyfriend's friends for being too square and too too square, too like, square, like too what? preppy. And then I moved to Oakland, and it's all these like, you know, awesome, cool dirt bags, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're not ambitious enough, you know. It's like I couldn't ever be just accept people for who they were, and just be like, <laughs> it always was a reflection of me. I'm uh-huh. like, Oh, I'm not like these people, so. Like you're. Like and it's you're, like who like gives you, a shit? Like you're better than them or something, or, right? Yeah. If I had been confident, like secretly, yeah. If I, but but I was actually like, if I had had any confidence in who I was, uh-huh. I wouldn't have felt the need to judge these people and be like, oh, I don't fit in with these people. Who cares if you do? You know. Uh-huh. Um, and it was wrong. Like plenty of those people in Oakland were really ambitious and doing like we're doing cool things. Who are you, like, what was the image that you were, you were judging them negatively against? Was there somebody, like, I don't know, in music or in writing who they weren't measuring up to? Can you, like, I don't know. Is there somebody you can give as, as an example that they were not, at least in your mind, not um, as good as? Well, I guess it was, it wasn't even more, it wasn't even like the music or writing it was more like professionally. I was like... You know, I should be hanging out with people who work at the New York Times or some shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I, uh, so you, I mean, I've so really you, gotten over that. And you I'm, were sort of ju- actually judging yourself negatively, right? Because you were spending time with these people that, and I wasn't accomplishing was, what I oh, wanted yeah. to. So I was like, yeah. oh, it's because I'm not in the right yeah. circles. Which what? Yeah. Why would I? Well, I mean, yeah. I think it's like a it's a kind of obvious, but like a truism that most of the time when we like we judge other people harshly, like you know those things are aimed at. It ourselves really, always yeah you know? like it's very common more, like, time, more yeah, times yeah. than not it's really like the flaws you see in somebody else is really like what you feel are your flaws right or your failures or whatever you know yeah the whole thing is like you're not you know treat every person as if you're no better or worse you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's how you build actual relationships and community mm-hmm. yeah. like so yeah. what, yeah, what changed, oh, yeah, before we go on to your, your beautiful present in, in Michigan, how did you choose Chicago for that, the temporary time that you were in Chicago? Oh, yeah. How, how did that come about? I always, like, repped Chicago pretty hard for never yeah. having lived there, because I, li- I grew up two hours away, so it was the, it was the big city closest oh, to so me, you'd, you know. Oh, so you'd been to visit a bunch of times or something? Or, Not no? a bunch, no? but a few, yeah. a couple. And then... Well, as a kid, a couple, but then uh-huh. as an adult, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. When I was living here, I went a lot. And uh-huh. Yeah, I always... It's the big city of the Midwest, you know? It's the capital of the Midwest. Yeah. I think it's the capital of, like, the whole country, except for a <laughs> couple, like, a little, some activity on the coasts. Like, yeah. where else are you going to go? Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're interested in cities. You yeah. Know, this is really... Chicago's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I always kind of, I, and I always thought of it as somewhere cheap. Oh, yeah. Because of, compared to New York and California, it was. Yeah. You know, less it, so now, but still is, still no, is. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Uh, well, it's so huge and sprawling is that it's just a matter of finding. Mm-hmm. There's always a, another neighborhood you can move to, you yeah. know, that's totally affordable. Yeah. But I didn't like it there as much as you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't find community there, besides you and a couple people. You know? How long were you in Chicago in total? A year, and yeah. I was also dating someone for a lot of it who lived elsewhere, you know? Yeah. I was dating yeah. um, Jonathan, who lived, he came to visit a lot, but he yeah. was not living there, so like, I was gone a lot, or he was there. And we Where were... was Jonathan? He has a house in Colorado, but I knew him from San Francisco. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we were like kind of dating long distance, but, mm. um, but I tried, I tried to build community there. Uh-huh. I tried to find people to play music with. Uh-huh. I, I tried to, I think Chicago is a bit harder than, well, you moved there when you were so young, you know? Originally, but I, I mean, I mean, I moved back. Yeah. I went to school there when I was, you know, I graduated in 1993 and I yeah. was, just short of 23 when I moved away, moved back to Boston and started driving a cab. And that ended and I, I fled back to Chicago in 97 when I was just short of 27. Uh, because it was, I try to think back in my life up to that point where I was like least miserable, and, <laughs> I guess. And that, and that was that was the place. But yeah. I mean, it was a big risk because... My first go-around in Chicago, you know, I was going to art school, but I also 
had a live-in girlfriend. I was basically married. Mm-hmm. It's what saved me. I think I would have dropped out of school if it hadn't been for that relationship. Yeah. Because I had this stable home life that I could come back to mm-hmm. after being ra- around all the artsy morons. <laughs> you know, Isn't like, it funny how like you can have these so committed relationships when you're so young? Uh-huh. I had that too. Like You were, yeah. My high school boyfriend and I dated for five years. That's mm. still probably my longest relationship. My longest is five years, but yeah. it was it was with the, the one I broke up with. What like now? Shit, it's been eight years now. <laughs> <laughs> the one I li- the the last lady I lived with. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's the longest. Yeah, I've never. But yeah, me and Caroline, the the college girlfriend, we were we were together like three years. Yeah. Lived together two mm-hmm. for three. Shit, my bad at math. We we lived in a couple of different places. Uh, yeah, but that was it. Was a it was basically it was. I sort of think of it as like my first marriage. You know? Yeah, I was brief. My my official marriage was much much shorter. You know, <laughs> and really like basically a fling. It should have never been a marriage. You know? like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, we got married after like getting together for like two three weeks. I love that. It was just like why like did I never do that? Her crazy and my crazy, like like it was like this like <laughs> thing, you know. Like I mean, she was a person like I had a crush on for years, you know. And then Aww. she needed she needed a place to live. She and I had a room in my house. Yeah. And we had this big discussion. We went. I remember we went to La Pasadita <laughs> for burritos and how it was going to be platonic because she knew like I, I kind of had a thing for her. And then like a week later, it wasn't platonic, and another week later, we were married. It was insane. We weren't children. I mean, I was, I was thirty three, and she was thirty five. She's two years older than me. (laughs) Everybody was horrified. Like, and really, rightfully so. You know, did your parents freak out? Well, we didn't tell them. We we eloped. Yeah, we just went to city hall and got married. Then went to Rainbow, and you know our. Like, whatever, wedding pictures are in the photo booth at, at the Rainbow. You know? Like, <laughs> didn't tell them for, I think, a few weeks, a yeah. month or something. Yeah. Yeah. Then they threw us this big party in Boston in my parents' backyard. Really? Yep. Like a real wedding celebration kind of thing? Yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, I have a, vi- I have a video of this, the, that event. Really? And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, if... When I wanted to really torment myself, I'd put the fucking thing on. You know, like, <laughs> if I wanted to really wallow. You know? When you were at that celebration, were you like, oh, fuck, what did we do? Or were you still like in love? This is great. I thought it was great. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. You, you thought know. it was like a good decision. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, she, you know, she was a lot more into sort of novelty and exciting new experiences and then she wasn't about working at things and you know mm. when things started to become you know more complicated she ran mm. she went to uh texas first and then uh california then canada then back to california and she, yeah she like when stuff doesn't work out for her she changes jobs she changes cities mm. she changes everything yeah like, I'm, we're now friends. Uh, I'm one of the very few unique people in her life that... She's still friends with. Yeah. Because yeah. this is all, like, 20 years ago now. Yeah. You know, but, like, yeah. I think, yeah. 
I think it's really important to have those, though. I know. The people who have seen you do crazy shit mm-hmm. are still friends with you, yeah. Yep. I uh, hope I have that. I mean, it was funny. Like, she had she, she was dating somebody, and they came to Chicago together. Oh, uh, he flew her to sh- the Chicago area uh, to go to a wedding or something, like a family wedding thing. And... <laughs> It was this funny, like they were staying at a hotel in downtown Chicago and there was this meeting like, and he was all like weird and intimidated to mm. meet me, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and that, that thing didn't last, but <laughs> it's just, it was, it's been hilarious to me. And this is not the first like boyfriend that like my presence in her life has been an issue with, you know? Because they don't understand right. what that is, you know? Because I, I guess it's not typical, you know? I think that's very silly. I have one ex in New York that doesn't talk to me. Oh, really? I mean, I, I try, I mean he I doesn't, try. like, not, but yeah. we just don't, you yeah. know? Um, and it bums me out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. Like, like the, That we can't even just casually keep I in know. touch, you know? Well, some people cannot get over, you know, the, it's either unresolved shit, you know? There's some, yeah, I have a couple like that. Like the one I lived with, the last lady I lived with. I mean, she, every time we'd go back and forth, like, and I just wanted to be friends, and she would revert to this, the whole dynamic of, was like, like we're still together. It was like, I can't, you know, we're, we're friends now. Like, I'm not, I'm not hearing this for me. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like kind of thing. Well, yeah. I worry that, like... I had, to, I, had to cut yeah. her, I had to cut her off. I had to, like, stop responding. You know, like... I have had to check myself. Yeah? Because you... Uh, just I've had to check myself to not, like, slip into that dynamic with exes I'm trying yeah. to be friends with. Yeah. Of, no, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily easy. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be easy. But, yeah, I mean, my feeling is, like, you go through this intense thing, like, where... You want to be that open with another person? Like, yeah. why pretend that that didn't happen? You know, like, yeah. you know, just because it, it didn't end up working out, you know? Yeah. Nothing works out forever. Like, everything's temporary, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. not ready for that right now with the yeah. current breakup. But. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, you have to. You have, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, with Deborah, it took years, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, because she, like, the thing that she did like it like it fucking destroyed me you yeah know? like because she just i thought i thought that was the last time i thought a thing was going to be forever oh, you know like god and yeah and it, it took years for me you know like to to figure that out you know yeah, yeah but now you know i mean I, I can't speak for her you know like i yeah. don't know what she thinks but like i like seeing her and yeah. i don't ever I don't have any fucking daydreams about getting back together with her or anything. Yeah. You know, I care for her, but, like, as a friend, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're very different people. And yeah. I watch all these, you know, places that she's lived and things she's done. And it's like, uh, I I couldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted to do that with like, right. the things she's done. And she probably feels the same, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I imagine, you know? It's strange how your autonomy can, like... I mean, destroy other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we got together. And, it's awful. And you know, she's had straight, like, real stable jobs for a long time. Yeah. She's had, you know, she has different sort of creative ambitions that were sort of like never, 
exactly fulfilled. Yeah. And then she, you know, got together with me and just was horrified by my way of living. Mm -hmm. Like, no savings, no money stability ever. Yeah. Like, and she, she thought that, like, at first we got together and... It's like, well, I'll work and you'll just, you know, stay home and do art. And I was sort of dubious about that because I'd never had that kind of setup before. (laughs) Tried to do it and very quickly realized, like, she would come home and be resentful that I hadn't done X amount of art or X amount of whatever. Yeah. Like, it was like like a job, like, punching the clock. And that's that's not how, as you know, that's not how creativity works. Yeah, yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's what drove me to go back to driving a cab mm-hmm. so, like I couldn't I couldn't bargain with her about, about like yeah. what amount of artwork I needed to get done while she was at her office job that she hated you yeah, know like, yeah yeah um, yeah yeah it's weird I don't, I don't know so, so you let's see you gave up on Chicago like you know way way too soon and then, <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, a little bit of editorializing here, but uh, but I never give up on anywhere forever. Right? Yeah, yeah, because you keep talking about moving back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, it's kind of like exes. I used to never give up. Oh, you you always thought you would get back together. Have yeah. You, has I, that ever worked for anybody ever? I don't know. Uh, Do you think that ever works? Like getting back together with an ex? I think it could. Uh... Uh, Pass it it for me (laughs) for more than a night or two. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not talking about like like hookup. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think it could work. Yeah, I think it could work. Really? Yeah. I know we can't, (laughs) but (laughs) I think I think there's there's an impulse that. Like when you you first like break it off or whatever, yeah. like that's probably the right impulse. <laughs> I have an ex that I always like the one that got away kind of thing, or I do. Well, the one that got away is the one that doesn't talk to me anymore. Uh... But um, uh, maybe you'll hear this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have a different one, the one I cheated on him with. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, I all, still they're all see. fucking grown ups. They they they'll, they can suck it up and take it. <laughs> yeah. So I still see him. I just saw him a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. And we dated probably. T- we broke up two thousand nine. Uh huh. And he's still someone I would if he weren't able to like. But it's like I I feel like I mean I'm if he were if he had grown in the last twelve thirteen years and. Uh, in the same way I had in relationships, then yeah, I think it would work, and we could date. What do you mean, grow? Like, what? How has he not grown? <sighs> He's still like emotionally unavailable. You know? Uh huh. <laughs> Maybe that's what you like about him. <laughs> well, probably, but <laughs> um. It's sort of safe to you can like fall for somebody that's never gonna really be yours, you know? Right. It's kinda yeah. perfect, isn't it? <laughs> but when he but but when he's in, he's fully in though. Uh-huh. But like, you know, it's hard to get him in. But uh, anyway, I don't know. Um <laughs> you know, I think it could work if someone Because because with my other relationships I was always like again, same thing with places. I was always like, oh, there must be something better happening somewhere. Ah. 
And now that I'm 41, I realized, nope, there isn't. There isn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was able to actually commit to the last boyfriend. Mm-hmm. For the first time. Yeah. Uh, not that was I didn't it, commit to other ones, too. Yeah. Like, you know. You think it was like a conscious thing, like that, that like you you thought that that would be the thing? That I was, it was that, conscious that I was able to commit? Yeah. It was pretty, uh, on, it was pretty, like, it just happened. It really yeah. wasn't conscious. No. Because if it had been conscious, I would have noticed he probably wasn't the person to commit to. Yeah. It was just like you decided this was a time for you to have your big, serious, grown-up relationship? Or? No, I didn't decide. It was just a feeling. Uh-huh. Like, I was, like, so in love with him. Uh-huh. So you made him into And I was able to commit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But I chose to commit to someone who can't commit. Yeah. <laughs> And meanwhile, so many of my exes have proven that they can commit because now they're married and uh-huh. happy. Maybe I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, you don't know that. But. I don't know that, but they <laughs> no. look happy on the internet, I guess. Um, but the internet's just full of lies, though. They were able to commit enough uh-huh. to get married, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was married one who kept bitching about how all her friends were getting married and she wasn't. You know, it's like, all right, let's get married. Luckily, we didn't, so. Because <laughs> I've been there and done that. <laughs> I'm pretty content with never getting married. I don't know what the fucking big deal is. Um, at this point, you know, like, unless you're, you're going to procreate you're gonna procreate <laughs> there's then there's tax reasons why you know yeah if you procreate and you have more of a commitment than marriage i guess yeah but, yeah yeah uh, um yeah that's some kind of weird a part of me is pretty okay with it a part of me does want to so yeah i don't know i don't know if it's the validation or no it's not it's not just that it's like what you talked about like Getting married to someone after a week. that That's... The, the romanticism of that appeals to me. Right. You like that because that's like... That's like a, <laughs> like a dumb pop song, you know? It's like, like a dumb, coming... bad movie, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like... Why not just go for it? You know, why mm. not? It could have worked out. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I think, you know... There are arranged marriages where people have not seen each other until their wedding night that mm-hmm. lasts like 50 years. Because you know? of societal pressures. And... Well, maybe. Or or it's just like a random roll of the dice and they yeah. just... Whoever the yenta or the ma- matchmaker was, uh, you know, calculated correctly, you know? <laughs> I think it's like you don't get divorced because you just decide not to get divorced. Uh-huh. Everyone wants to get divorced. Just like everyone wants <laughs> to kill themselves sometimes. But you decide. <laughs> mm. But you either have the constitution to not kill yourself, or mm-hmm. or the constitution maybe that's not a good analogy kill, to know. kill yourself. <laughs> I don't have it. I have a deep will to live. Yeah. Like what you said about not wanting to live if you couldn't see. Mm. I would still live. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to die at all, ever. If I was just a head in a box, I would be a head Oh, really? Oh, you want to be a brain in a jar? Man. I would be like a USB thing, you know? Wow. If, if I could just well, be a USB you, you may thing. live long enough for that to be an op- become an option. Put my entity into a USB wow. thing and plug me into a computer. I did not feel like that, Adam. Really? In the, in the least. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, you know, I've got like 
been getting tired for a while. Like really? Tired, like tired of the whole thing. I feel so young still. That's good. But no, I, I mean I felt younger. I feel immature, but <laughs> I felt younger in my forties than I did in my twenties. Right. Like, like my twenties. Me too. My twenties were fucking miserable. Like I didn't know how to do that. There are people that are good at being young. I was not good at being young. I wasn't either. Yeah. Yeah, I sucked at it. The I'm only, a late bloomer. Only thing I miss is you know like. The cliches, the youth is wasted on the young, just the metabolism, like <laughs> yeah. where I could fucking eat anything and not get fat, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah. other than that, like actually any of the experience of it, no. Yeah. It fucking sucked. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. you know, you need those things to get wherever you get, but. I was a pretty happy teen, actually. You were? Mm-hmm. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I was not a happy I think. child. That's how I, I perceive not, it. Yeah, I was in. Yeah, I was in. I, I thought about jumping in front of a train like every day of my teenage years. Probably. Really? Yeah. I think that's more common than being a happy yeah. teen. Yeah, I was a. I was a really miserable teen. Yeah, I was more miserable teen than I was in my twenties. At least in my twenties, I had. I hated being a child because it just felt so powerless. Mm. Like nothing was up to you at all. I felt pretty independent as a child. Yeah. Hmm. I had a lot of freedom. Independence. Especially, yeah, and by high school and college, I felt really independent. But, no, my depression and dark times came later. When, when, when did your depression and dark times come? In New York? or Starting in, then, yeah. but getting worse in my 30s. I mean, I think I was extremely, de- I was probably the most depressed in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And plenty of times later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was more depressed in my 30s up till now. Yeah, than I was when I was really young. You so yeah. What year, What was the year that you were in Chicago? I lose track of shit so easily. I moved January twenty twenty, right before the pandemic. To Chicago. No, to here. To here, yeah, yeah. So I was there yeah, like cause... well, I was there a year and a half. Because yeah, I met you through through Turcotte. Yeah. And uh, so that would have been what twenty nineteen. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Yeah, because I've been gone from Oakland like four years or something. I don't know. So do you think like the the depression was that like you were disappointed in not having gotten to wherever you were like picturing you were supposed to have gotten by then? or In Chicago, I just felt like a non-person. Like no one knew me. Mm. I wasn't playing music. All my identities had been like stripped away. Uh. And I was just like working from home. Right, because you were <laughs> teaching your classes. From yeah. On, yeah. And working at Wright College, which was like, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think my last relationship would have gone better if I was less depressed, for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, like he, like you, you, you put some of that on on him, like or made him less less good at being in a relationship with you. He's a person who just can't handle people being depressed. You oh. Know? He's just like... Oh, is he... He's mis- like repulsed by it, you know? He's like Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky? <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Well, he, he like hates... You know, he like really, you know, turns away from dark emotions or like, you know... Oh. Like, neg- negativity, sadness. Huh. Like he thinks that like you should just like pretend it doesn't... It's not... I think like it doesn't exist. Yeah, why why worry about this when like we're all gonna die and you know, huh. the world's gonna end. Why why be sad, you know? 
Oh, so he's actually like a like a real nihilist. Kind of, yeah. Is what you're describing. But he like, has like no fucking hope at all. So like, exactly. So like, let's just fucking like. So like, yeah, the whole fucking ship's burning. So may as well have a party, right? And just like stay present, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's, there's like there's wisdom in that. So you do you think and I'm he's a ruminator? At, I'm never yeah. present. I'm always yeah worried about the future or regretting you're like a, things. You're I've a done. warrior. Oh yeah. Yeah. Since uh, childhood. Yeah? Yeah, I used to, like, assume well, if my mom was five minutes late coming home from work, I oh, assumed like she, was she was dead. dead. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was already, like, I was already, like, coming to terms with it by the time she pulled up. Wow, so you were, like, you were, like, a little goth girl, like, <laughs> yeah, a little, kinda. you wear all black? I used to black? stand <laughs> at the barn where her, uh-huh. where I could first see her car, you know? Uh-huh. I used to stand there and wait wow. for it. Wow. It was, like, some kind of an <laughs> abandonment thing, or... I think it was partially because, like, my grandmother died. Well, that was, it, was, it was before that, though. My grandmother died when I was 10, and that really like, oh, and you were, solidified you were, you that. Oh, you were close to her? Yeah, we lived with her. Uh, I shared a room with her. Oh, wow. I shared a bed with her. Oof. <laughs> yeah, unusual. Yeah. We was she old, or was she No, she, she wasn't. She fallen ill. She or, got cancer. Yeah, she was only 58. Right. Ooh, that's, that's young, yeah. Yeah, she really young. So, so since then, you'd... Inst- Gotten ins- this death thing got instilled in your consciousness. Yeah, I was definitely scared when my parents was gonna die. Yeah. My mother mainly. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Uh. So you were a vigil, yeah. anxious, vigilant child. For sure. <laughs> I was a, you know, I don't know. My mom perceives me as a happy kid. I was like, oh, I was really? a sad kid, right? She's like, no, you skipped everywhere instead of walking. <laughs> I think a lot of parents have that kind of vision. Or like, my mm-hmm. mom says that. Like, well, well, she says that about before immigration. That as a little kid, like before, you know, my life was ruined by coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I was a, a happy-go-lucky child. I have no fucking memory of this, and I think that's. Mm. I think that's like some. Rose-colored glasses from like, Maybe. parental, like whatever, like how she wished I was, you know. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't anxious though. I was just that's <laughs> depressive, you know. Like, yeah. But I was depressive, and I was in a family in in a from a culture where, you know, psychiatry was not an option because psychiatry to a a Russian immigrant, a Russian is like literal brainwashing. That's what it means. That's that's what happens if you get sent to a shrink. Mm-hmm. They strap you to a fucking chair and like electrocute all the fight out of you, you know, until you're you become docile, you know. Yeah, that, sounds, because sounds that's nice what, in a way, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, that's what they did in the Soviet Union. Right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I wasn't. wasn't anxious, particularly. I don't think I'm in, I don't, yeah, I don't have that, whatever, the 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 neurotic Jew thing I don't really have. No, you don't seem like you do. No. You uh, seem pretty s- s- solid. Kind of, uh, but I mean, it took, it is also like a reaction to, a, you know, a family situation which was sort of, sort of volatile. I mean, they were, you know, they'd moved at the age of 30, uprooted their whole existence to come to a completely different culture yeah. where they barely knew the language. It, it was stressful and they, you know, they fought a lot. Yeah. They were not happy with each other mm-hmm. and, you know, there was like screaming and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I learned to like, like internalize shit and not, you know, 
uh, you know, they would never know what the fuck was going on, you know, in my head. And like, you know, I didn't, like with my dad, like in high school, I, we barely spoke for a while, you know. Yeah. There was a couple of years there, you know, that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was not, not good times. Yeah. But I, I wasn't, no, I, if anything, you know, probably fantasized about their deaths at that point. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, like, like it's another asshole teenager thing to right. do, you know, like if they were just gone, then I'd be, be happy, you know. Well, my dad was gone, so uh, that's what, why what, I had so much freedom. Right. When did your dad leave? Was it I think I got divorced your... when I was like 12. Oh, yeah. So. And my mom worked a lot, so. Uh-huh. And I was a good kid. So, like, I got a lot of freedom. Not yeah. that she would have... She's not a disciplinarian anyway. No. She, <laughs> if I hadn't been a good kid, it would have been... I would have been able to do whatever I wanted. But yeah. I was a good kid, so I could especially do whatever I wanted. Like you were a good student and stuff? or Yeah, all of it. Yeah. I dated a really nice kid. You know, oh, like, really? This boyfriend I dated was, like, <laughs> such a good kid, you know? Yeah. The most trustworthy, good, smart... What's, we were we were so. What's happened since? What's happened to you? I got yeah. I, I was a then late you, bloomer. I got it was later younger. Later, you became bad. He dated. He married the only person he's dated besides me. I'm pretty sure. Oh really? Pretty much. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. Mm-hmm. What did you break up when you when you went off to college? Or, or no, what? we lasted two years of college. Oh, you did. Oh wow! But you, so it was three years of high school. You survived half of college. The, the, the long distance thing. Damn. Yeah. We were, we were an hour apart in different colleges. Oh, okay. Oh, he was... Um, yeah. Oh, he was in New York or not? No, no, he was at like a different college in Michigan. Yeah. In Michigan, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> then I studied abroad. <laughs> She's like kind of cares that the FedEx person is here. Yeah, yeah. There's a FedEx person in her dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that she's chasing down the street. Yeah. <laughs> um... We survived, and then I, ch- I cheated on him. Oh, that's what ended it? I was studying abroad, and I cheated on him with... I won't say his name, but... Great. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, get him. Bite him. Kill him. <laughs> yeah. I have to pee. Yeah, go, go for it. My mom called me twice. Okay. Pause. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's intense. I bet. You were like... Because we, like, the first... You were like, you were a frontier family. frontier. (laughs) I moved in, and, like, the furnace was broken, and, like, I was like, all right, we'll, we'll, like, just live with this. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like, the next year, I was like, I'm going to pay to fix the furnace. But I thought it was going to be, like, this $500 to fix the furnace. It was $60. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we lived out heat yeah. for a winter. Because of, because you didn't want to cough up 60 bucks? Yeah. That's funny. Because he couldn't figure out how to fix it himself. And he didn't oh. want to, like, he was, like, his manly pride was, like, wounded by calling someone. Oh. Yeah, I need some more wood. Okay. Yeah. The future that's coming for all of us. Yep. The one thing you can depend on. I don't know, uh... It never bothered me. It really never bothered me that the like the whole death idea. Like you said, you want to live forever. No, I. It's it's a it's like a total comfort. (laughs) It's a it's a comforting thought. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Do you have? 
Do you ever have any kind of like religion, religious faith kind of thing? Because uh, I, I really my own don't. Abstract but thing, I you guess. Do? Oh, you have an abstract thing? Uh, more like a, a hope. I yeah. hope that there's life after death. But not like an old, old man with a beard in the clouds. or, or No, or, but like or, when like, I was a kid, I used to like write messages to my grandmother. Oh, okay. And like send them in the sky, <laughs> like throw them in the sky or burn them or like, or I would write her messages in the sand. Uh-huh. <laughs> but where did you think, where did you think she was? A star or something, yeah. you know. My mom, you know. Is that what your mom said? Was that? So, She's watching us. She's a star, yeah. Uh, we're not Christian, so like. Oh, oh, you're not. Okay. No. So she wasn't. She wasn't instilling any sort of faith or anything. When you no, were growing up. No, my family's up? pretty anti. Yeah. Oh, like actively and like. My dad is pretty actively anti. My mom is just like, she says, "I believe in God, but I'm not Christianity." <laughs> She's yeah. like, "I believe in my own thing." <laughs> so that's what you sort of took on, took yeah. after her in, in that way, you'd say. I wish I be- I'm open to believing in God. Yeah. I'm open to it. Uh, I can get into some woo-woo spirituality at times. You oh, know. like crystals and shit? or Totally, yeah. yeah. Why not? This place... No, I'm just... I, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying one way I don't believe any of it, but I don't not believe it either, yeah. you know? <laughs> I don't really believe it, though. Yeah, I think I've... I've especially, yeah, as the years go on, I'm very, very comfortable... With, like, just the idea of mystery, that there's yeah. all this shit that I will never understand or know. Yeah. And maybe there's something out there, maybe not, but you know what? Once I'm dead, I guess I'll find out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there's kind of no use worrying about that or fretting about death because it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, it's super dependable. You know, like, it's totally going to happen. It's going to happen for you and for me. For I all still of us. can't accept it. Really? I can't even accept that, like, eventually I'm going to look in the mirror and, like, see an old woman. Oh, really? Wow. So there's, like, an idea. Have of, you like, ever, like, gotten really stoned and just, like, had that whole concept get, blow your mind? I don't get stoned. Mm. <laughs> I don't either for that reason. Cause I'll just, like, oh, because you get, you get freaked out by that? Yeah. Like, that you wake up and there's going to be an old woman in the mirror? Yeah. I see an old woman in the mirror every morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's no it's funnier actually to me it's funnier to see old photographs of when I was not this age or even close. But don't you, know? you feel like you look the same? Yeah. Until you see the photograph. No, but that's the, the same way that like most people think that everybody else is their age, and then they find out. <laughs> that, you know, like yeah, my friend Mallory, who's like thirty two, who I do the horror movie podcast. Yeah. With, when she met me, she thought I was in my thirties. Right. Because she was about to turn thirty. Like you know, like, <laughs> you know. And she was just yeah. like she was like gobsmacked right. to find out how fucking old I am. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Same. That and always she, happens to me But too. she also said that she was funny. She didn't think of herself. She thought of herself as like a kid, you know? And like, yeah. The, so I guess what she thought of, like, when she said I was in my 30s is what she thought like an adult, like, man would look like, you know? Like, <laughs> but she didn't think of herself as that. She thought of her, like, inside of her, I guess she was like a, I don't know, a teenager or something. Or a... Well, lately I've been, like, whenever I watch TV, I, uh-huh. I like watching, like, really dumb, bad TV sometimes. And, like, Which one? What, what, what flavor? Like, I watch, like, Gilmore Girls oh, or something. Oh, old, oh, like... And I'm just, like, yeah, something from, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. And I'm just, like, yeah, everyone's, like... 
high school mm-hmm. or young but not old or old, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like, what? how old are these people? <laughs> Everyone's in their 30s, you know? Yeah. Everyone's in their 30s. Well, how old, like, it's weird to watch, like, say, like, a show like Friends. How fucking old are they, actually? Yeah, they're and ageless. They're ageless and, like... Living in New York, working in a coffee shop. Right, 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 yeah. Speaking of that fantasy. (laughs) Or Cheers. How the fuck old are they, you know? And when you look at how old those... They all seem so old, right? Yeah. All of those actors were in their 30s. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Norm was, like, 36. Yeah. Is that... How can Norm be younger than me? How can Norm on Cheers be younger than me? That's crazy. So there's some age that you, you see yourself as in your mind that you've... You've actually passed at this point? Or? 100%. I'm like 32. Oh, you are? Okay. That was That's what I was asking, kind of like, okay. It's baffling to me that I'm 41. It is? I, think, I can't believe it. Yeah. Where has the, I mean, just the speed of time. And I, I kind of blame California for that, because like time just went by faster there. It did? I think it's like a lack of seasons, you know? Yeah, well, time stands still. Time doesn't exist. There. I don't. I don't know how people live there because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you live in a place with no seasons? I mean, they kind of do. There is a difference. It's rainy and colder in the winter, but like. But just fucking barely. Yeah, barely. Yeah, barely. Um, I love the seasons. That's like major comfort. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's it's good for time to pass. Yeah. I, yeah, I think. I think I, yeah, like, I think the age I always was was, like, 40-something. Really? Yeah, like, when I was a kid, I think I was 40-something. <laughs> I mean, I felt younger as, like, a 40-something than I did as, like, a teenager, you know? Yeah. Definitely, or as, like, a 20-something. Totally. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, I mean, at least for me, the 40s were, like, this decade of just, a, like, a lot of coming to terms with and letting go, you know, in a good way. No, I feel that in a good way. Yeah. That's why, like, you can say out loud that I hadn't heard from you, like, about, like, not being married with a family, like, and that being, like, a possibility and that being okay, you know? That's, like, a new thing I'm hearing out of your mouth, (laughs) at least in in our... Well, it's been something I've been thinking about a lot since, like, being single for, (laughs) since four months ago. Um, Yeah, right. Not that I thought we were on that track. He didn't want to have kids, but, like... And I didn't either. That's one th- reason mm-hmm. we were, like, that's what was actually a compatibility. But, like, uh, um, yeah. but just feeling intense. And also being here where most of my friends who are my age are married with kids. Sure. Which is why it's good to have younger friends. Well, you have to. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I've cycled through series and series of friends because of the mm-hmm. way that I live. Yeah. The way I live is the way that, like, 20-somethings live in some way. You know, Yeah. The, the ones that just get out of college and they're, like... Uh, their dreams aren't dead yet, you know, they haven't settled right. for, like, the shitty life that they're going to lead. Exactly. That most people lead. But, like, don't you feel, I, I wonder if, like, uh, there's more stigma for a woman to be like that than a man. Oh, probably. I, I, yeah. I imagine. Well, I, like, I, I worry. I still, that, like, I've never been a woman, so. Right. But I imagine. But you see yes, it. Yeah, yes, of you course. see it. Yes. Because our identity is so tied to having children and getting married. Mm-hmm. So much more so. Yes. But, like. Um, and be, yeah, because a guy. Well, theoretically, could have a kid right. at like eighty or whatever, yeah. and they do, which is fucking gross. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I think, if not to be judgmental or anything, but <laughs> but maybe I'm meant to be that example. I never wanted to be like everybody else, so it's like you know, last five months now that I'm single and like really feeling oh sh- like really feeling like an anomaly because I'm single at my age, uh-huh. being here. 
Here being an, an anomaly. Um, yeah. Although it wouldn't be that much easier in Chicago. It's a it's a midwestern well, city. There's a lot of people get married there too and have kids. I think I think you could you'd meet more people. There's in, certainly more. Certainly some more. Some roughly compatible situations there than you would here. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. But also, I don't think like, I don't. I don't. I want to be friends with these women with kids. I want to hear about their oh, kids. Yeah. I don't like. I'm not. I hope that they feel that. I think that they do uh-huh. feel. Who are uh, are they? Like people you grew up with that no, you're talking no, about, new, or like no new people? Oh, where, where do you meet them? How do you meet? It's them? such a small community here that you just like. Can't, oh, because you, you're playing shows people. and stuff, so now. Or... Well, just like even my neighbors, like you know, there's oh. like a group of ladies in the neighborhood. Ah. Uh-huh. And they, I think I would be the only one without kids. Oh, I'm pretty right. sure. <laughs> no, I mean, I lost, you know, like the, the guy I moved back to Chicago to be roommates with. He yeah. got married and, you know, a couple of years after that, they had their first kid and I lost him for like a decade. Yeah. You know, over a decade. It's only like the last few years that he wants to do like grown up shit again. The one that uh, teaches a Dominican with your friend oh, Maggie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Frank. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, but I have, but Maggie, Maggie does stuff. Yeah. I think the key is to have one kid. <laughs> oh, does Maggie have a kid? Maggie yeah. has one kid. I think if you have one kid, you can do more stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Or it depends what kind of parent you are, too, like how, they're how pretty, full, th- full throttle, you know. You, you're, they're still doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how old is her kid? I think he's five. five oh, okay. Five or six. Maybe yeah, seven, seven. Frank's kid. Frank's daughter is about to go to college. Oh, okay. The son is already college. He's kind of thing. Yeah, so they're about to like have the the full on empty nest coming up soon. You know. But okay. I do. In the last few months, I've had moments of like, fuck, I fucked up by not really? just doing the normal thing. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna die alone. No one's gonna. Who's gonna want my stuff when I die if I don't have kids? That's what Swedish death cleaning is for. <laughs> You get rid of, like, when you know it's coming up, you get, slowly get rid of it, and you get... Who's going to visit me on my deathbed, you know? <laughs> my friends will all be dead. Your your new friends that you made that are 20 years younger than you. Okay. That's who. <laughs> all right. You, yeah. I, and that's, but that takes effort. I won't because I'll be dead by then. <laughs> I imagine, I mean, actuarially. We have no like, idea. You know, I could die in a year. Well, yeah, that's cancer that, right no, now. No, but like if we're gonna go by the, you know, the, by the normal, yeah. the normal actuarial tables, you know, yeah. I'm like, what am I? More than ten years older than you, so yeah, yeah, I'll be gone before you. So <laughs> otherwise, I totally visit you at, at your deathbed. <laughs> Don't you have these panicked moments? No. Yeah, because you're a sol- you're more solid. Uh. And I'm a person I who's do, like, I wonder what could have been, you know? I def, But I do have a brother who's 18 years younger. Yeah, that's true. He's, and I joke with him now, like, that I'm going to go, and he lives in L.A. Yeah. And that, I, you know, in my retirement age, I'm going to sit by, they have a, they just bought their first house, <laughs> and they have a pool. <laughs> like, that I'm just going to spend my last year sitting by that pool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in fucking Redondo Beach. <laughs> it's not going to no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's not how I want it to end. I don't want to end up in California. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, it could happen. There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, of course there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
But no, I've had moments of like, why didn't I want mm. the marriage? Look, look at my Christmas cards up there with my hip, beautiful friends, and mm. they're beautiful kids. Yeah, the the kid thing uh, is only like it, it's been a passing thought a few times. I mean, like one of the reasons I broke up with my college girlfriend Caroline was like we were moving towards like we either get married or we split up mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. And why is that the dynamic though? Why couldn't you just be together? Uh, she wanted to get married? I think so, but she also wanted to... I mean, she wouldn't have been able to do... She ended up uh, being in the film industry and oh, moving okay. to California. Like, that would have never happened for her if she stayed with me. You know, like... Because I wouldn't have moved to California Yeah. for her thing, you know? Yeah. It just felt like a... I don't know. Don't you... Like, you probably you feel that in, like, relationships where there's, like, a... There's a... A fork in the road, you know. We no, got, we I'm, got, we, no, we got. No, I think I fucked them all up. I think I. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You blew them up before the fork came. <laughs> no, Good I job. think like I think, uh, ideally, I would love them all to just still be in love with me and like all live in oh, this house, you know. Oh, I'll be. Yeah. So how how many would you have? Like six or seven, eight? Like, like uh, how many? How many guys would be here with you in in the in not this fantasy? Not six or seven. Like I'll pick like three or four. The three, the top three. Top three or four. And they would all. I can like, name. I have them pictured room. in my head. Different. Each one, like you have. I a know schedule. who makes the cut. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have like a work schedule. <laughs> it would be like a like one of those the the Mormon marriage the the uh, polygamous things, but like mm. in reverse. <laughs> I want every man I've ever loved to stay in love with me forever. Yeah. 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 I remember you telling I'm me. I'm a that total before. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's, why? Why is it wrong to have an ego about stuff like that? <laughs> Maybe they secretly are and just can't admit it. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) No, they've all moved on, and I'm still like, what could have been? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I definitely have regrets and stuff, but uh, I don't... The the kid thing never never really uh, became real, you know. It never became real for me either. The desire uh, never became real. I mean, like one of the bit, definitely one of the like actually talked out things with me and Shay, the woman I lived with, you know, until like eight years ago or whatever, was that she was I like I I think I straight out asked her like, look, if we're gonna do this, like we're not gonna have like kids is not on the table. Mm. And she seemed to, I think she was mostly okay. She was just coming to terms with that. Yeah. I mean, she was my, she was two years younger than me. So, mm-hmm. but the window was just about closed, was ready to close, you know, on that possibility. But I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to really give it a serious thought if that's, that was like lurking in her mind, you know. Is there a raccoon up there? I can't see one. She's growling. Yeah. No. Sorry, I'm off in the... There's this giant raccoon that lives in oh, the yeah. tree. I mean, it's like the size of a... It's like almost as big as her. Anyway, yeah, so you... She was how old? Uh, she's two years younger than me. She just turned 50. Oh, okay. But how old was she? Oh, uh... So she was in her early 40s? Yes. Uh, yeah, we got together in uh, 2010. Yeah. yeah. And we dated until 2015. Yeah. So in 2010, I would have turned 40, and she would have been 38. Yeah. Until. Because I'm 41, and I'm still like, maybe I could do it. Well, yeah. Real I mean, quick. 
Well, yeah, biologically you could, but, you know. But I still feel really young. Yeah. I don't know. But then I'm like, how would I work? It's hard enough for me to get any writing done now. When would mm. I ever get any writing done? So here's the, the, the thing that keeps getting put on the back burner, it seems like, is not the music, but the writing. Yeah. The writing is the like the big, kind of like the elephant in the room that you... You always bring it up, like, when we get together about how you're, like, unsatisfied with where. Like, yeah. Because you've been working... When did you start your the, the book that you've been working on? I mean... When did it start, <clears throat> would you say? Did it start as stories, or...? I used to say I started it during my MFA, but that now what I'm writing has nothing to do with that, so I don't know. I would say that as far as what I'm writing now in the last few years. But I was working on a novel since my MFA, but... As far as, like, what I'm writing now. And when like, is your MFA again? What, what it was, years? like, I think I finished in 2009. 2009, okay. So I was writing a novel then, but it's not this one. Oh, I wouldn't say. It's it was not. still a mother-daughter story, but mm-hmm. this is, like, totally different. This is about music, for one thing. That wasn't. So this one is the one with the with the, the, the father who's a musician kind of thing? or no? Well, just mother. So it's just like mother. A, oh, yeah. there's no father. No. Oh, okay. And actually, a new thing I've been thinking about is, like, for so long, there were no major male characters in the book, and there still uh-huh. won't be any major male yeah. characters. But there, I was like, why am I pretending these three women are not going to have men ruining their lives? Like, why am I avoiding? Why am I not allowed? Like having that conflict, that potential source of conflict in my book, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially so, oh, because so, I'm going through like a breakup right yeah. now, so I'm just like, of course they're going to go through breakups. Yeah, you got rich material. You've got so much right. material. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so funny how you know the, the you know the the writer world or whatever the literary world goes through these cycles or fads like you know we're hopefully coming out of this whole autofiction bullshit but like <laughs> as if writing since you know whatever the caveman like scrawled his name on the fucking wall wasn't coming from their life they yeah, were yeah. like mining material from their actual life yeah it's like or or things with like different, I don't know, uh, multiverses or whatever. Yeah. Or like, look at the fucking first novels. Look at you know Cervantes. Look at like whatever Tristram Shandy. <laughs> they were doing all that shit, you know, yeah. <laughs> like from the beginning of whatever we have recording, you know. Yeah. It's all the same shit. So there are th- there are three main women now in the book. Mm-hmm. Four actually, really. Oh. There's a mother and two daughters and then a granddaughter. Oh. And there's a grandmother, too. There's a lot. <laughs> Shoving a lot in there. And some boyfriends here and there, yeah. Yeah, so now you're going to work in some boyfriends. Some some shitty boyfriends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are there going to be any good boyfriends? <laughs> Why? Why have good ones? What sorts of conflict is that? Like, you know? No such thing, right? Yeah, no <laughs> She <such> says. Thing. <laughs> yeah. No, there's just really wonderful, supportive ones that carry their I'm, guitars for them. I'm not no. lobbying for any good boyfriends. Don't worry. No, there's going to be ones that try to ruin their music careers, yeah. Like I told you, like when you visited Chicago just recently, you know, like I'm the friend that, like I told you this, <laughs> counsels women to to get divorced and break up with their boyfriends. <laughs> that, that's the kind of friend I am. <laughs> and And, you know, Joking. Some part of it is like, yeah, the, you know, what would solve their problems is if they were just with me. But like, 
not really, actually. You know, there's that. There's a part of the ego, of course, that always would go there, but like, it's not for real, though. You know? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. But the thing about like any of these creative projects, I think, is you know, once whatever like you hit on some methodology or some process, no matter what else you have going on in your life, you'll get it done. You I know? agree, yeah. Yeah. So even if you pop out a, a child, you will still... Yeah. There, there have there are recorded instances of women with children who have written books. I know, I and know. I'm bitter toward them because I haven't even finished <laughs> mine. I don't have a baby or a book. <laughs> Nothing to show for my time. <laughs> what do I have to show for my time? To you, have a rec- you have a couple of records. I have records. Yeah. Thankfully. Those are your children. Thank like, God. I don't have any, I have these fucking paintings. Those are my children. Yeah. You know, like. The records are. And I love yeah. every single one equally. Yeah. <laughs> or hate them all equally. I don't know, depending on the day you ask me. I'm super grateful I got the chance to make records. Starting, That's pretty fucking cool. Most people 29. don't. Yeah. Most people don't get to make a record. It's so fun. Not for fun. real. Not it's for so real. fun. It's the best. If writing were half as fun as making a record, I'd have six books done. <gasps> so you know, uh, so there's not like, so why why do you why is there this need to keep doing it? Oh, the writing. Yeah, yeah, the writing. It's my first love. It's my first talent. So I was always good at you know. I have to get this. So you were I, like and the, I believe in this story. You were like the, the the little little writer girl. And <laughs> I think like, I want to fulfill my potential. People read the book and they're like. This is good, and you should finish it because I want to read right, it. Right, because you've been on you these know? like writer yeah. residency retreat things. Like, I don't think it's like pie in the sky. Like, I went on this awful date a couple weeks ago, or like, mm-hmm. or a, month, a few months ago, mm-hmm. where I mentioned to him I was writing a novel, and he like scoffed, kind of. Really? And I was just like, dude, I have an MFA. I go to writing conferences. It's not ludicrous that I will publish this novel. <laughs> why, why does this jackass scoff? Because what? just scoffing at like someone my age still having a dream of publishing a novel. And I'm like, no, I'm a writer. Like, I'm going to... I How, might not... Yeah. No, I mean, you have, you know, like as we were talking yeah. about, about your, your new maybe radio career, you know, <laughs> you, you know, they could look at this whole track record of publishing history, you know? Yeah, I write. I write fiction. I publish fiction. I've published journalism. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it is a massive weight on me that I haven't finished this book. Yeah. It's a massive. Do you think yeah. like giving yourself some sort of deadline will help? Oh, like, like I this? haven't done. No, <laughs> I'm but really like blown right through them. Yeah. No, I'm. I once sure. sent my friend a check and I said for five hundred dollars and I said cash this in September if I don't finish my book. Do they cash it? No, because I was like, please don't cash it. I don't have five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we, we got to, okay, this is... But this is like, I mean, this is truly do or die this year. This why, year. Why is that? Also, the also like, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't want to break up yeah, with my relationship, but it does, like, light a fire under your ass to mm. get stuff done because you're like, I mean, you have way more time. Yeah, now you don't have the distraction of this You don't have the distraction, relation. you don't, and, like, and you're, like, des- and you're, like, desperate and dead inside, so you're just like, well, I need something <laughs> <laughs> to live for. <laughs> Man, this book is going to be awesome. <laughs> You're like, I need... Okay, I don't have kids. I don't have a fucking yeah. husband because this person just broke up with me. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess I have to have this book. I mean... Well, you have a yeah. nice house. You have a cool dog. I love my dog. Yeah, you have all these jobs. You so know, many you have, jobs. Yeah, you have... So many you have, horses. You have more horses or jobs than any anybody could even dream of. <laughs> you have some cool friends. 
I have a your, great your, life. Actually, your life is not so bad. But if I don't, but but, and my but life. This is very be, important for you. This is a yeah. thing that you need to get done. My life would be good without finishing the book, and I've had moments in the last few months. Oh, where just like, just throwing it away. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've had moments in the last few months of like, fuck it. But then I had a breakthrough, and I was like, no. Now yeah. I know what it's about. Yeah. Now I see. I see the ending. I've been writing at least five hundred to a thousand words. Almost every day. That's great. Um, and I'm like, well, I just. Uh, Do you know how long it's like you want it to be? It's probably gonna be like eighty thousand to a hundred thousand. It's a healthy amount. But also, I just gave myself permission to write bullshit. I was just like, fix it later, fix yeah. it later. <laughs> so I'm not like, just yeah. write the scene, go back and fix it later. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm writing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's. I think <laughs> I really think I'm gonna finish it this time. <laughs> I do too. I'll be happy to read it. You might hate it. So what? It's about like women what? and sad women. You think I don't like books about sad women? <laughs> I love sad women. Sad women are my very favorite kind of women. <laughs> I only like sad and or difficult women. I don't like the ha happy nice ones. Like yeah. nice one. I've dated a couple of nice ones. It has like doesn't work. <laughs> like, nice ones. Yeah. I'm, like people are like kind. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's no. <laughs> you can't have to be unkind. Well, I mean, like uh, up to a point. You right, know? right, right. No, no, you have to have no. an edge. Yeah, yeah. Someone has to, to have, have a bit of an edge. Have yeah. to uh, have an edge. Have to be smarter than me. Uh, have to yeah. Yeah. Have to really, really have to have their own thing. Yeah. Like the last thing I I never ever wanted. I guess that's like this like. The typical male thing of like having some woman like dote on you or like build their life around you like there's l nothing less attractive to me than that image you know even though you're trained uh, to want that as a man i guess or expected no, it's just not expected like, like i could fucking hire a housekeeper or, or a, <laughs> a cook or a maid you know like if if that's what i wanted well, they're expensive, though. Wives are free, almost, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what... If we can get back to the whole marriage thing, it's, yeah. it's some weird, antiquated business contract. Well, like, originally, probably, you know, from neighboring farms, say, like... Or whatever, neighboring kingdoms in, in fairy tale times. Yeah. Like, you give, you know, you have the prince marry the, the princess, and then you have, like, a great deal. You unite your two kingdoms. That's a fucking business deal, you know, like, yeah. Uh, and the the wife is just like the she's she's like the free toaster that comes with the <laughs> when you open the bank account, right? Uh, no, but yeah, I don't lead that kind of life. But like the idea of somebody building their life around me, like that's that's like a responsibility and a pressure that I don't fucking want or need, you know. Yeah, I want somebody. They can sort of like fight back and have their own mind and uh, have their own thing that they're interested in. Because yeah. otherwise they, they will be like sucked in the undertow. Because yeah. there's like the thing, one of the problems in my relationships have been like the moment when whatever lady it is realizes that like I have this thing that I do that's more important than anything. And right. that she will never be as important as. Yeah. Like never. There's nobody. You know, like. No yeah. matter how, like, gobsmacked in love and lust or whatever I am or have been with any number of women, like, after, like, you know, a short amount of time, I have to go and do my stupid pictures. I have, to, even though... I have to do my drawings, you know? It's very important. <laughs> and and even, that's the most yeah. important thing. And even though I am a 
yeah. a, an artist and a mus- writer and musician, I worry that I didn't, I prioritized boys, boys too much. Boys. Yeah, I, and I would Boy say, trouble. I would say that's like a, a more, uh, or like a, a more difficult thing to overcome in this society than a guy expecting a woman to be subservient is a woman like prioritizing relationships. Her. Prioritizing her whatever interests are over the relationship. That's even that's a harder nut to crack. It is. Know, I would guess. I wish someone had or I wish I had, you know done that more, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Just the amount of time I spent trying to get one, keep one, sad mm. you know, breaking up, getting back together, worrying about it, just, just mm. ugh. The yeah. amount of hours I wasted. I mean, yeah. that's also life, you know, that's Yeah, life. there's no shortcut around that, though. You have to learn that the hard way, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, you know, we have all these, you know, bookstores and libraries filled with these books, and they're all about this. And right. if they had had all the answers, there would no, be no need for any more books, you know? So clearly we don't, we still have not learned, you know? <laughs> yeah. You can just go to the library, read the one book, and have, have your whole life laid out for you. Yeah. No, you got to write your own. You know? I really think I'm going to finish this book, though. I think it's so, kinda, too. It's sort of like now or never. So, yeah, just fucking finish it. Like, don't just even make it a big deal. Don't yeah, even make it a big deal. deal. It's I, beca- that's the thing, is it's become such a yeah. big deal. That's the thing, is that, like, it's built up in your mind, but actually it's not a big deal. It's not like, a big deal. No one gives like, a shit. Yeah. It's one step in front of the other, and then yeah. you have a book. And it may, it may be great, it may be just okay. You yeah. know, but like, finish, yeah, I think finishing it is very important. Just finishing it, like even like go write write a shitty book, you know. Like, right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Because then, like the second one will be less shitty. Yeah, know? but <laughs> like the pressure that I put on myself yeah. is so anti-productive. You know, anti-productive. Yeah, I got. I mean, I got very lucky because I backed into the whole book writing thing, so I didn't even know. You know, like, and that's how it was with with me from music. Music right. was so much less pressure. Yeah. Because right. I didn't go to school for it. It was mm-hmm. like yeah. But yeah, you're gonna yeah you do both. I mean, yeah. put out more records, write a book, then write another book, probably. Sure, I I believe all that's gonna happen. I don't know about all this relationship shit. There, I'm on much less stable ground. Well, I have no control over that, so I have less control over that, so I have control over writing the book. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I'm 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 fucking rooting. I'm rooting for you. you know? <laughs> Thanks. If, whatever that's worth. <laughs> Cool, let's cut this recording off. (laughs) All right, we solved it.